Mr. Scarda is thinking about the end. This is Dorktree Pod Presents The Road to When We Were Young, your complete companion podcast for the When We Were Young 2024 Music Festival. I am your host, Eric, and with me, as always, is the man who is always disrespecting his surroundings, Mick. What's up, buddy? Someone, I was talking to someone about the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just, you know, you're a big deal. Put, you're putting it out there. I get that. And they were telling me that in the first couple episodes, we used to be kind of like slightly private about like our last names and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. That's all dead in the water now, right? We're public figures. We're out there. We're like Bill Clinton. <laughs> you're like Bill Clinton. No, you're like Bill Clinton. You're always hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> what is that? Did did Clinton just wrote like a, a like a new memoir, right? And he like talks shit about Hillary's campaign in it. Did you did oh, you see this? No, is did that you true? See this? Yeah, did you was, see this? He um yeah, he, it, I'm not sure if it's like a new memoir. I, I might be wrong about that, but there's mm-hmm. a story came out where he was basically saying like he he like had some he like took shots at how bad uh, Hillary's like campaign was. Well. It was notoriously bad. She lost to Donald Trump, who everybody was, thought was a joke. I mean, hasn't she? Leave her alone. Quit picking on her. Leave Hillary alone. You're like the guy under the blankets with the, the Britney thing. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. I'm a big supporter of Hillary Clinton. You're the biggest Hillary Clinton defender. Name a woman. Do you see this on oh, Hillary Clinton? <laughs> Have you seen this? No. What is this? Is it like a Billy Eichner on the street thing? No, it's this weird thing where like if you like women will ask men like their boyfriends, significant others, or even just friends like name a woman right now, and like like sixty percent of the time they name Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I mean, she isn't an infamous woman. <laughs> Welcome to the Hillary Clinton podcast. Um, I'm always excited to be back talking about my favorite baddie from Jesus Arkansas. Christ. Is she from Arkansas, I or is so, yeah. or is Bill from Arkansas? I think they're both from Arkansas. Um, how are you? How are you doing this week? I'm fucking, I'm, I'm in the, the Christmas spirit, bro. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Even though when this comes out, Christmas will be over or yeah. happening, depending on when it releases. Yeah, I was notoriously jolly today. I was like, get in here. Let's get this fucking podcast out of the way. <laughs> get the fuck out of my house. It's very true. There's definitely not a sense of, oh my God, Christmas is in four days. We have a million things to do. It's the holidays. Um. Yeah, we're doing good. We're in the um. We're in the crematorium. Back in the crematorium. We haven't been in the crematorium in a while. Yeah, we had to go into the crematorium because in the toy room, my wife is wrapping all of our gifts, and she's like, "Do not be in here." <laughs> like, have you have you wrapped any gifts this year yet? No, I'm done wrapping. Dude, I'm never wrapping a gift again in my wrapping life. Wrapping gifts fucking sucks. Dude. We're done. I was talking about this with my wife, Sam. Uh-huh. There's enough gift bags in the world. We shouldn't be wrapping anything. Yeah, true. Honestly, if you like, if you you, you like, you should be getting with people that you are going to be giving gifts to. And and talking about gift bag exchange like yeah. end of end of November. Yeah, it's like I think uh when you're when you get to like in your 30s you're like I'm not going to have my friends help me move anymore. I'm just hiring <laughs> movers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sam Sam bought a bunch of gift bags this year. Okay. And I'm like this is the last time we're ever getting doing gift bags because you're just going to hand me next year a gift like not even just in a box. No, like, no I, like so this is what should happen this year. Okay. When when you go to your Christmas celebration, mm-hmm. gift bags you should only buy once in your life. So here's what you do. Oh, okay. You give it. You give them the gift bag. Yeah. And if they don't have a gift bag for you, like, okay, well, give me the gift back. You can switch the gift bag. You know what I mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. So as long you're as long as you're getting a gift bag for like a one for one trade. Exactly. I see. Um, and if they don't have a gift bag for you, you take your original gift bag. You take back. the whole thing. You take the gift. Oh, back. they don't get the gift. They don't get the gift. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's fair. I got you a copy, uh, hardback uh, copy of uh, Bill Clinton's memoir, but now you don't get to read it because you didn't give me my present in a gift bag. Well, yeah, yours is just wrapped. But I did get you a book. It sucks. I'm sorry. The, that is the worst gift, right? Truly a book. The definition of is, is. Well, well. <laughs> you got me a book. Wow. Breaking news. I guess 
Well, I guess it's more of a, it's a you and Sam thing. I know that's mostly going to be for Sam because you're not a big reader. <laughs> Neither are you, dickhead. <laughs> hey, we had Book Corner. You can bring it to Book Corner. You were fabricating that. I read a book. Don't show them how the sausage is made. I read books. Yeah. That's why you're, you're, you accost people about the books you that you buy from them. And you're like, <laughs> I bought your book, Dildo. Put me on your podcast. Shout out to the old H-Dog, Rob Harvilla. I know you're listening. Um... Yeah, what are we doing? We want to, what do you want you want to tell our guests what we're talking about on this very special episode of the Hillary Clinton podcast? Well, Mick, I hope you've got AAA roadside assistance because I see a lot of breakdowns in our future. We are covering a data remembers homesick from two thousand and nine. Uh, but before we get into that, Mick, have you taken any media consumption this week? I've taken in some media. Taken in some media. I got two media. Can I do two medias? I'll allow it. But watch yourself. Which one do you which one do you want to do first? Give me the good media first. Then they give me the bad media. Uh, good fucking Steely Dan. Ooh. Steely Dan. Just Steely Dan in general. Did you play Steely Dan the other day at YouTube night? I think I did, yeah. I know you played Chicago. Same thing. Yeah. No. How would I not not at all. You know Steely Dan, you know what that name come from? I don't know. It's a it's a dildo from the book Naked Lunch, I think. <laughs> you 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 would know that. You heard it here first. You're the you're the fucking dildo professional, it's, Professor Dildo over here. You know me. I love I love David Foster Wallace. I love Book Corner, Naked Lunch. Oh my god. You're bombarding my Steely Dan. Sorry, media go on. Corner. Go on Steely Dan. Now that's it. Just Steely Dan's good. If you don't listen to Steely Dan, just start doing it. Go to do the deep dive. Yeah, it fucking whips ass. I've been trying give to me get, a, give 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 the listeners a little taste of like what they should look for with a Steely Dan release. Um, if you listen, if you either listen to "Can't Buy a Thrill" or have a physical copy of it, mm-hmm. "Reel It in the Years" is not even on the A side of the record. Okay, just just soak that in for a second. That's how good that record is. "Reel It in the Years" is like the first track on the on B side. Steely Dan is always like good because it's like that. It's like yacht rock, but it's like it's more like it's cooler. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like it's smooth. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like like Captain Tennille and shit. It's under the yacht rock umbrella, but it's getting yes. its feet wet. It's not completely covered. Well, I think by that the everybody umbrella. from yacht rock's in their feet wet. They're all <laughs> nautical and yeah, not wearing shoes, and they're just drinking margaritas. And Ooh. oh, I, I let me make a a, a correction. Uh, Naked Lunch is not written by. Uh, David Foster Wallace, it's William S. Burroughs. Sorry. Who cares? Sounds like a bunch of old fucking colonial losers. Well, that's true. They all probably died of gout. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't anyway, be me. Anyway, yeah, just Steely Dan. Number one. Steely Dan. Number one media corner, Steely Dan kicks ass. Um, number two, I've been getting a lot of massages lately. Ew. Okay. <laughs> ew. Why ew? Thinking about someone touching my body? I've never thought, I've never gotten a massage in my life. You should start getting massages. I'm okay. Thank I go, you know, I'll tell you what. And I, I Is it Sam massaging you? No. Who is massaging you? <laughs> Some fucking Russian lady. Mm, okay. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Okay, I'll tell you. This. So if you are, uh, if you know me, I, I don't really like being touched at all. Yeah. Sam is kind of the only person who's allowed to touch me. Yeah. So, but I, my body's breaking down. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I need to start getting massages basically because everything hurts all the time. Mm-hmm. So I've been going to like these kind of, I don't want to, uh, should I give them a promo? You know, I'll wait. If I get one more good massage from this massage parlor, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give them a free How many promo. good massages have you gotten so far? Two. Yeah, I'll wait for the third. So it's kind of like an uh, it's like a kind of like a high-end massage Ooh, place. Ooh, la-di-da. I'm getting them for free. Don't worry. I have I'll <laughs> Okay. T- I'll tell you off my comp on this. Off. I want you to pick- Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but then every time I go to the massage, they tell me something new and crazy about me. It's it's like a it's like almost like this fun game. Like what are they telling you? They're like you have these giant masses in your shoulder blade. And I like, like, "Oh yeah, bitch, they're called fucking muscles." <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean a mass? He's like, it's just a mass. It's like a muscle mass. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of like trying to figure out what does she mean by that? And I'm like, basically the question is, is like, do I need to go to the doctor about that? And she's like, oh no, not absolutely not. But like, I need to spend several hours getting these masses mm, out of your shoulders. Yeah. Okay. I see where this is going. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of get what you're, what yeah, you're. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then she's like, you know, you have a hole in the bottom of your foot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm like, oh really? And I was like, yeah, I've been having a little discomfort down there. Like, um, I guess she's like, yeah, just like, you know, don't go to the, stop going to the gym. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I, Sorry. And I, the first time she said it, I, I didn't say anything. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, you really got to stop going to the gym. And I'm like, I am not going to the what gym. What a strange thing to tell somebody to begin with. <laughs> That's why I, everything they said. You got to stop taking care of yourself. She said all these weird things. Everything about like she, the, the minimal interaction I have with this woman, it's always something strange. And, and you know, I don't mean to laugh. To be fair, we go to the same gym. Well, we used to. Yes. And you used to go hard at the gym. I was I was like watching <laughs> you on the little the little elliptical and I was like, damn, this boy's going off. I am like, yeah, I usually do wear like my um fat farm denim okay. jeans uh-huh. and just run as fast as I can, like on the elliptical. For like for resistance minutes. training. <laughs> and my uh um uh, air, my black Air Force ones with the with the strap. <laughs> Ski mask on. So I don't know. Yeah, the uh, honestly the the massage place is just kind of a fun place to go because every t- they just tell me something insane about my yeah. body every every time I go there. That's very weird. Yeah, I you know I I you know I did it for a bit. I used to get massages all the time when I had my back issues, mm. and I used to hate it when it was like a a smaller person. I want like a big I want like a big Samoan <laughs> motherfucker to go like to like dig his elbows into me. I mean, let's 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 get into it. They asked me what my like gender preference for my masseuse is. Yeah. And I said woman. And I don't know. And I don't really know. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, I don't want some dude feeling up on me. <laughs> I was like, whenever I would go, I'd be like, give me the biggest motherfucker on staff. Okay. Well, it says a lot about us. Well, you know? Yeah. What does it say about us? I'm a bottom and you're a top, apparently. <laughs> well, we already knew that. Well, true. So that's my media corner. Eric, what do you got for your old MC? So I'm, we're going back into the, the Fallout Boy. There's some Fallout Boy news. Is, is this an episode of From Under the Dork Tree? <laughs> Uh, yes. So this is a little mini episode of uh, From Under the Dork Tree. Uh, so you might know, and if you're a Fall Out Boy fan, you might know as well, the 20th anniversary vinyl slash coffee book of release of Take This to Your Grave like started shipping like a week or two ago. And then people are finally starting to get them. Mm. And some of the people on the Reddit are like, they're fucking pissed because in the initial like... Uh, like announcement, it was like it's a hardcover coffee table book plus an LP and like thirty pages of like you know never before seen shit. Okay. Apparently, what they're getting is essentially like a just a, a CD like a, a vinyl booklet with like pages in it. There's no hardcover at all, and people are like, "I paid like eighty bucks for this. Like, what the fuck? Really? Yeah. Like, people are pissed. You're saying you let me understand. You're saying there's no book. Yeah, well, the book is there's still pages in it, but they, they're saying it's like essentially it's a glorified album insert. Insert. Basically. Yeah. Pretty much. Wow. That is not good. Yeah, and people are showing like they're like sh- like sharing pictures of like the promo pictures of it where there's uh-huh. like an actual cover and binding. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, this is not what we got. I remember seeing it and, and I could visualize a book. Yeah, I yeah. remember it, seeing a book when I when I was looking at it. Yeah, people are like, it's not a book. They're just sending you like a like a uh, a la two thousand one uh, burnt CD like Ooh, in I one of those that. in one of those like paper sleeves. I mean, essentially, yeah, with, with like some pages inside. Uh huh. Yeah, so people are like not happy about it. Okay. So that's my media corner because that is media. Yeah. It's book are. corner. Oh, yeah. Um, Your media corner is valid. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Everyone everyone on the, the Fall Out Boy Reddit, shout outs to you guys. We we love you and we know that you're all listening. Uh, oh, yeah. They're, they're not happy about it. So. I'm not happy about it either. Yeah. You shouldn't be. 
Glad I didn't buy it. I, you didn't get it for me for Christmas? We talked about this off mic, dickhead. Oh, okay. We, we, I woke up too late. It was fucking sold out by you 11.30. You didn't care enough about me to wake up early. I get it. That's oh fine. Oh, my God. We'll see how you feel after after Christmas, <laughs> after all the stuff I got you. You, you give me a massage? <laughs> yeah. <You're, laughs> this is my Russian friend. She's going to tell you all <laughs> these weird things about your body. This is Olga. She'll be working <laughs> on you today. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, that's my meeting. I've only got one. Okay. Um but so yeah, I win that category. You do win that category. So shout outs to you. We do keep track of um, points. We just have we don't necess- we don't like declare it on the podcast, but right. like it's an un- it's an, a gentleman's like you know bet. That yeah. So next week I'm gonna have like ten things. <laughs> well, that's a foul. You know that. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's, it goes or you haven't rules. read that. Or if you re- you haven't read the handbook, you can't have more than more than three media corners. That's true. That's traveling. <laughs> well, yeah. So that's our media corner. How about this? Make we'll take a quick break. And then we'll just start getting into Homesick by A Day to Remember, 2009. What a time to be alive. Ooh, that's a good song. Can I play that song? (laughs) Ooh, wait, have you heard about this Kanye thing? Have you heard about about this Kanye thing? (laughs) Are you talking about how the new song samples Backstreet Boys? He has a new song? Yeah. I didn't hear the new song. I just saw that footage that somebody was recording of him. (laughs) Let's get into it. Yeah. um, (laughs) He's not doing well. No, he's not doing well. Oh, and he had his little his little rave in, in Vegas that got shut down last week. Was there a rave in Vegas? Yeah, did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? <laughs> listen, we'll, we'll, we're not going to get too into it. We'll listen to this song by Billie Eilish on our way out, <laughs> and we'll take a quick break. It's from the Barbie movie. Cool, man. Never saw it. You wouldn't, would you? And we're back. This is Dork Tree Pod presents The Road to When We Were Young. And this is Dirty Work by Steely Dan. The dildo himself. The dildo himself. <laughs> wow, it's a wonderful song. I do. Thank you for suggesting that. It's a great song. It's a good song. I like good music. Yeah. 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 Good tunes. You like a good tune. <laughs> well, we had a very um, enriching uh, 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 break. Does that make sense? It's enriching, yeah. It enriched my life. Think about you showed bread. me a cool Marvel Marvel Snap deck. Yeah, I did. We yeah. talked about um, everyone's favorite anti-Semite, Kanye West. Kanye West. Um, and now we're ready to jump back in. Yes, yeah, so this is 2009's Homesick by the band A Day to Remember. Uh, Mick, this band, or this album, came out February 3rd, 2009. Nice. Uh, it's on the Victory Records label. Mm. Uh recorded at the wade studio in ocala florida just kind of i think when i was kind of going over this band like this is definitely a florida band florida like we're two half of the bands um that we've covered so far florida bands yeah i know uh big florida vibes too truly uh obviously the genre is metalcore pop punk and of course post hardcore (laughs) uh your favorite genre I don't think you need. I think going forward, you should just assume that literally every music we talk about is post-hardcore. Steely Dan, post-hardcore. <laughs> no, they're pre-hardcore. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how much r- divide in the conversation there already is. No one. Know, we don't even know if Steely Dan is post-hardcore or pre-hardcore. <laughs> I think it's pretty definitive. But but uh, produced by uh, one. Have you seen the? Hey, have you seen this? <laughs> Yeah. You know who produced this? I saw. Chad Ball. Yeah. Old Chad Gilbert. 
My favorite, my favorite member of Newfound Glory who posted his ex girlfriend. No, no, no. We got clarification on that too. Oh, did we? Yeah, Alex, uh, listener Alex said that uh, Haley posted that by mistake. She posted that herself on Twitter. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> we, so you know, the, I don't believe that. I just I'm going to go on record saying I don't believe that. Okay. <laughs> well, either way, if that's true, then uh, we. We'd like to apologize to the Gilbert family, the Gilbert estate. Uh, I think I think um, Haley Williams and Chad Ball Gilbert are like the um, pop punk and hardcore versions of Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Ooh, where the, when the Haley Williams memoir comes out in a couple years, it's just gonna be like, yeah, Chad Chad Ball was um, he's posting my tits on Maine <laughs> and uh, using ebonics when he was talking to black people like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> uh, this is also produced by Adam Dutkowitz. Uh, okay. He's from the band Killswitch Engage, if Heard you're of familiar. Them. Heard of them. Uh, and then Andrew Wade, who's just a producer for for Wade Studios. Okay. Just some uh, asshole. Yeah, just some, some just some dildo. <laughs> uh, the singles, New Jersey Legion Ice Tea, released uh, January 27th, 2009. The Downfall of Us All, released May 26th, 2009. Have Faith in Me, released March 2nd, 2010. And finally, If It Means a Lot to You, released September 24th, 2014. Now you're probably wondering, Nick, who are the members? Who who's who's in a day to remember? I can't even remember who's in the band. Hey, hey, who are the members of a day to remember? Well, I'll tell you. It's Jeremy McKinnon. He is lead vocals and founder, co-founder. Uh, Tom Denny, Denny, uh, what the fuck's up, Denny? Uh, lead guitar also founded it. Uh, Neil Westfall was rhythm guitar. Josh Woodard on bass and Alex Shelnut. Shelnut. On drums. I like Shellnut Allergy. <laughs> I got a sh- Alex Shellnut Allergy. <laughs> cool. Uh, My five favorite dudes. Yeah. Uh, critical reception is kind of hard to find in terms of like actual scores. Like I was mm-hmm. looking on like, you know, the various like AP didn't have a score. Pitchfork didn't have a score. Uh, All Music gave it a 2.5 out of 5. Okay. And PunkNews.org gave it a 6 out of 10. So kind of mixed reviews. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's more of like a, one of those things where it's like on Rotten Tomatoes where it's like critically panned, but like the user score is like huge. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it. Uh, Homesick was voted number one, uh, by fans for Kill Your Stereo's album of the year, 2009. Wow. Uh, Rock Sound in 2012 ranked the album number two, number 82 on their list of 101 greatest albums of the last 15 years. Rock Sound. <laughs> you don't have to put on the red light. Rock sound. Another great song by Fall Out Boy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, commercial performance actually kind of middling. I was kind of surprised because, like, I remember this being like a big band, like Mm -hmm. while we were like growing up in our twenties. I remember it being like everyone's kind of like talking about a date Uh I remember. But they they charted number twenty one on the Billboard two hundred, number one for top indie albums, number two for hard rock albums, number fifteen for digital digital albums. And then number five for alternative charts. Uh, but the thing is, it's like it sold 22,000 copies in the first week, reached 200,000 copies by July 2010. Um, but it only got like certified gold. Usually with those like numbers, like they kind of keep on going. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they kind of eventually get to platinum. But none of their none of this album got to platinum. It feels like, and I might be wrong about this. It feels like this record has like a, a kind of culty following. It feels like it's it's it gained momentum kind of as it it went along. It feels like maybe the it's, yeah, it's a lot of kids on streaming sites who listen to it, like kind of mm-hmm. maybe in the middle two thousands. So yeah. maybe that's where a lot of its popularity comes from. And maybe it, like you said, it wasn't selling a fuck ton. I've sold a decent amount, but right. you know, it just like a a hallmark of the metalcore pop post hardcore 
<laughs> post hard post metal hardcore pop punk classics. I also kind of think it's like 2009, like 2010. You're kind of you're no longer buying CDs. You're mm-hmm. just streaming on Spotify. Like oh, you said, we're in, we're in a recession. Who can afford? Oh, to, true. Who can afford to go out and buy it a day to remember a CD? The GFC. Christ. Uh, yeah. So I think that's kind of maybe like you're right. That's kind of where they're seeing it too. You're kind of not. You're seeing the the death of like album sales. Yeah. 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 So. Um, couple days, a couple days to remember. Okay. Um, Eric, the, uh, terrorist attacks on New York city. What, what day, what day did that happen? 9-11, bro. I'll never forget. When was D-Day? Do you remember when D-Day was? A day that will live in infamy. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it's November. Is it November? You might want to say it, but you shouldn't. It's okay. June 6th, 1944. June 6th, a day that will live in infamy. The storming of Normandy Beach. Or was I'm thinking of Pearl Harbor is the day that's will live in infamy. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I kinda get them confused too. Yeah. What day what okay, so what day do you think Pearl Harbor was? November twenty fifth. You got it. Thank you. Um what day Thanksgiving. is Thanksgiving? What day is my birthday? What day is your birth your birthday? Yes, days days to remember. We're talking about like a, a, a couple days to remember. What days don't no 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 What no, no, day no. is your birthday? Don't go looking on your computer. Don't. I don't I don't why would I have it on my computer? Why would I have that on my computer? Your birthday? Just admit that you don't that you don't remember. Your birthday? <laughs> Eric, let's move on. I'm your, not gonna sit your... here. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and let you Google search it. Your birthday? <laughs> what are what are your remembrances of this band? We, we talked about it a little bit, kind of we were in our twenties. What do you what are your remembrances of this band? I just remember them being referred to as ADTR. And that's what everybody it's just like ADTR. And that's yeah. I, I would like I missed this band. What's your birthday? June sixth? Yeah, it is, yes. <laughs> that's crazy. I knew it. Got it first try. Yeah. Um wait, say it right now for for all the listeners. June sixth, nineteen eighty eight is my birthday. And I swear to God. That's why you're always posting eighty eight. <laughs> um I'll tell you my remembrance of this band. Sure. I, I thought this was like a bro band. Do you, do you have maybe no? A, I thought it was like a hardcore band, which kind of is. Yeah, <laughs> no, like I mean, like I, I, I don't mean like a, like a, like a, like a pop punk hardcore band. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought that they were like an actual like you know like a New York hardcore band. Like I didn't, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I wasn't in that scene. Well, I mean, in fairness, like the Venn diagram of bros and hardcore dudes is pretty like big. That centerpiece is like this definitely falls into it too. Um, I never, I never thought they were like a hardcore band. I thought they were like I don't really even quite grasp what they were. They were kind of like sceny metalcore stuff. Was my yeah. opinion of them. I, I think before I got a good look at them, I assumed there were going to be more swoop haircuts, right? But I also thought they were like a bro band. And I think because I, the one of the reasons I, I, I thought they were a bro band. One of the first times I remember listening to them, I was in a car with two people. I'm not going to say their names, um, but one of them eventually became a cop. So I'm sure you probably know who that is. I was talking about him yesterday. <laughs> and uh, the other one is the compulsive liar that we've talked about on this podcast <laughs> before. So I was hanging out with the two of them and they were like, what a shitty pairing. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> and they were like, I think it was those two people and me and Rod and mm-hmm. they were listening to this. And I was like, if you're just giving you dead arms in the backseat, <laughs> like if you guys like this, this must be fucking just bro music. This is Bud Light Rock. Like, you know what? Yeah. Now that you say that, I do remember that being a band that 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 sort of group mm-hmm. listen to a lot i will say in fairness not to spoil my kind of uh findings out and opinions on this record i don't think that they're like they're a little bro but yeah. they're, they're not a, they're not as bro as i thought they were they're not like meathead bros they're just kind of like m- bro men bros. men bro they're just men they're just innocent men yes 
I do remember getting them confused with uh, bands like Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, lot. yeah. Like oh, that, yeah. I definitely interchanged those two a lot in my head because I never really listened mm-hmm. to Bring Me the Horizon as well. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely like that kind of just like long, kind of weirdly long band names. Yeah. <laughs> like Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, Bring Me the Horizon. Like their whole band name was like a sentence. Yeah. You know what's a good band their name? Whole, what? Steely Dan. That's true. <laughs> Short and sweet. Yeah, their whole their whole song or their whole band name sounds like a Fall Out Boy song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You want to jump into it? Let's jump the fuck into it. Uh, we'll go into track one. Uh, this is a song called uh, The Downfall of Us All. Uh, this is a obviously a single, but yeah, that's our good opener. Now that I I know that Chad produced it, I I definitely it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking, I was as I was listening to this, I was like, it gives me big set your goals. It gives me big and like newfound glory vibes. Um, what do you think of the downfall of us all? I I told you we I wouldn't I, I saw you over the weekend and I was like, have you started listening to mm-hmm. a day to remember? And 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 you said no. You said fuck no. I don't. I wait until an hour before we start recording yep, and then yep, I I listen do. to it. And I told you, um, I recognize this song. You do recognize. Oh, I this is the one you were talking about. This is the song I recognize. I was like, ah. I know this song. And <laughs> yeah, and you like it? It's about all. Just about all I can say about. It. <laughs> I like. I actually like this song. No, no, no. This song is is fine. Like I said, the, that's. I think that's gonna be kind of the theme of this. Is like, I I'm not sure I would have if I had properly given this band a chance when I was when I was younger. I'm not sure I would have loved it. But we would have liked it. Probably wouldn't have hated it. I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, that's kind of a, they're, they're kind of like a nifty, a nifty band. It's a band we definitely would have listened to like in a car, like with a seat. We would have bought the CD and we would have, with how much we listen to fucking Set Your Goals, we definitely would have listened to this. <laughs> I, I still like Set Your Goals more than I did remember. Well, okay. if we're, and I'm not saying, I'm not sure that's saying much, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Jeremy McKinnon from this band is a gamer. Oh, is he? I uh, I was looking at their Spotify and uh, for their their artist picture, he's got a, a Metal Gear Solid shirt on, and I'm like, I know that game. Yeah, you play video games. I, I do play video games. You love to just like um, like shut all the windows and doors in in the crematorium. Yep. And then like shove a towel underneath like the like underneath the door so no heat can escape and just sit here and just pour sweat for like 14 hours playing Gaming. video games. Yeah, true. What's your favorite video game right now? Um, Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, I'm not a gamer like that. I'm not a gamer like you guys. I'm not a gamer very much anymore. They're all playing fucking Lego Fortnite now. Uh, they all, they all are doing, or just, all, or, or just Louie. They're all doing it. Just Louie. Louie and Tom, they're playing fucking <laughs> Lego Fortnite. Um, do you want to, uh, can I, can you give me a quick moment to give my uh, review of Lego Fortnite? Yeah, please. I didn't like it that much. You actually played it. I did, yeah. You did you not like it because of the the Lego aspect, or did you not no, like it because it's I just, just didn't like it that much? Oh, okay, they were talking about how they loved it. No, I didn't like it that much. Oh well. So uh, five out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's. I want to like put a little focus onto a day to remembers uh, Wikipedia. Sure. Someone needs to come in there and like help curate a better Wikipedia. Clean it up. <laughs> I know. Trust me. Clean it up. Uh, there's a quote that's still on their Wikipedia. Um, when they're talking about uh, should this be the number one song, like the lead song on the record, and they pose, we the, basically I'm gonna summarize here that they'd have to be R slurred to make this the number one, the the lead the lead track. Somebody on Reddit or somebody on Wikipedia said that. No, someone they're quoting someone from a day to remember. Excuse oh, me, I should have, okay. I should have clarified that. And it's like, hey, someone go in and just delete that. 
Just, just yeah. that's not that's not important information. That doesn't that doesn't pro- that doesn't progress any, conversa- any conversation. Any conversation. That's my two dollars is going to, to upkeep that. <laughs> I know. Hey, Wikipedia. Every time I fucking use your website, you're asking for three dollars and seventy five cents. Why? So I can see what a data member thinks is R slurred. Yeah, I'm, I'd rather spend eight dollars on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Get that blue check. There's also like. Um, uh, a negative review on their Wikipedia. Uh, Sputnik Music's John Henson said that this was saw that, yeah. just one example of embarrassing decisions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird Wikipedia. I, I know that's kind of a, a, a weird thing to focus on, but um, you know, there, that's what you can expect from our, our podcast. <laughs> Talking about how stupid the Wikipedia is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like? What do you think about the actual song? You want to give some actual analysis on the actual song? Mick, I want to ask you a question. And I did the I did the math. I was in there. I was, I was in the the trenches doing the the, the hard analytics. Uh, how many hard, how many how many how many breakdowns do you think are in this album? Oh my god! Uh, I'm gonna guess. Uh, well, I mean, I'm gonna guess there's it's a, twelve songs. Uh, um, I'm gonna say twelve. But I'm assuming that there's there is no breakdown on the last song. I assume, and that there's it's the acoustic song. <laughs> and then I'm gonna say that there's probably one song that has two breakdowns. There, I'll say thirteen. There are. F- that I could count, and I was being lenient. <laughs> there are seventeen breakdowns in this okay. album. Okay, yeah, I'm not surprised. There, about that. there are. They have like a weird. I don't know. I feel like their their production was like, hey, you know how like you know you use breakdowns to kind of like to kind of to space out a song mm-hmm. or to kind of like do like a start, middle, finish. They're like, no, let's just use it as like the 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 basic song. It's like part of the song is just breakdowns every every verse. Yeah, yeah. I was going to wait a couple I have that kind of exact same note and I was going to wait a couple songs to bring it up. Oh, well fuck me. Man, it gets same same soundy. Yeah. This whole record has an issue with like it it's it's hard to discern one song from another cuz they're all, it all is just like this chugga chugga dun dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like kind of like slightly melodic pop punky vocals at times and then cringy uh, screaming. <laughs> so one one song starts with a breakdown. <laughs> it's great. I was like this is insane. Uh-huh. Uh but they found a sound they like it and they stuck with it. So, you know, shout outs to them. Uh, I like the guy's vocals. I like Jeremy's vocals. They don't sound bad, but they they are kind of samey. Like they're sort of like the the archetype of singing yeah. for this kind of mm-hmm. genre. You know, I think we have to be like slightly fair when we talk about these kind of things because I think you know they were they were younger people when they made this this record. We're not always the fairest when we when we talk about that stuff. We we sometimes will talk about these artists like as thirty five year old men talking about like. Other thirty-five-year-old men, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they're not. You know, they're like they're they're teenagers and in the early twenties, so it's probably unfair. So, but with that w- with that said, yeah, it like it. The record sounds sounds good for for being made by made and and sang and by a bunch of people in their early twenties. You know, yeah, and I think I mean the sound. It sounds good, like the recording and stuff. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it's well mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else for Downfall of Assault? Do you want to go into track two? There's a stupid music video for this. So like they're like, oh yeah yeah yeah. They're putting up flyers and like a cop is like chasing them around. It's just dumb. It's I don't know. It's 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 not a very good music video. But I you remember like in the late 2000s, everyone had like the the same kind of T-shirt where it was just like a graphic tee with a large large neon print. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Man, those were ugly. They were really bad. They they are uh, a, a a dime a dozen. In, during this uh, this era of a day to remember, everyone fucking has them. That's in the, in true. These... Like the weird, very vibrant. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Bright greens and pinks and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Anyway, fashion corner. Uh, <laughs> let's go to track two. This is a song called "My Life for Hire" by the band A Day to Remember. Ooh, a breakdown. <laughs> Watch 
rocks. These dudes are rocking. <laughs> um, my life for hire. My life uh, was one of the first songs written for Home Sick. It's about like the record industry and expectations from the record industry. Um, you keep trying to resolve the past right now, but I swear I'll be the one to let you, the world know what you, what you've done to me. This is a battleground. Um, the fuck you talking about? The fuck you talking about? <laughs> this is a battleground. Ooh. Um, bit dramatic. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this song? Um, it's, it's good. Let me, let me, let me I, I think it's, uh, I think it's a song. <laughs> You're getting emotional. I'm getting, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little verklempt right now. Um, you know, I think the vocals are good. I don't think that they, there's a lot of gang vocals. I think this is the first song with gang vocals. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It's very post hardcore. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna have the same note for a lot of stuff because, like you said, it does get very samey. Yeah, I'm gonna, we'll try and break it up a little bit. Yeah, I, I feel it happening. I'm seeing it in your eyes. It's happening to just, you. My eyes are glazing over. <laughs> it's happening to me. Like these songs are not bad. But, yes, but boy, do they get monotonous. And it's like it, it, it's gonna be like I had a hard time coming up with like creative like things to say about a lot of these songs. Right. Because it's just kind of like I don't know what I have nothing new to say because all these songs are okay. And but, they're not bad. Yes. This is not a bad album. So buckle in, gang. You got 10 more songs. <laughs> uh, you were a big Victory Records fan when you were a kid? Um, yeah. I mean, the the first Catch-22 see, uh, record yeah. was put out in Victory Records, weirdly enough. there's a, Isn't like Streetlight on there, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Victory Records was just kind of like a, it, again, kind of like a bro-y record label yeah. to, to me. Um, who like drive through victory. Uh, what was the other one? Drive, drive through was cool. Drive through was cool. Drive through was like a little emotional and like a little pop punky. That's true. It was definitely more pop punky. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I, I think there are probably a lot of bands on, on victory records that I like was maybe okay with, but Betray. Oh yeah. Louis favorite. <laughs> no, his favorite's a red jumpsuit apparatus. <laughs> oh, you know, we need to we need to clarify. I know. Yes. Lu- uh, quick quick correction corner. Louis Louis was very upset because you said he liked red jump apparatus. Yeah, he uh he was he he interrupted we interrupted his decorating and he was like decorating for the holidays and I he was like hey like I I didn't like red jumpsuit apparatus so. Louis, uh, correction omission. So sorry about that. I thought I, for some reason, I thought it was. I thought it was. It just kind of seemed like it was his vibe. You know what I mean? One, one might say it's a slight overreaction to get upset that someone said that you liked a band. But when oh, he was angry, but when it's red jumpsuit about it, Brad, Brad, I think it's justified. I'm, if someone said I like that band, I might go postal. If we're being totally honest, <laughs> we bringing back that old that old <laughs> phrase. That's a good phrase. It right? is a good yeah. A lot, as long as you don't like think too much about what um, that phrase is implying. Yes, uh, it's a it's a fun. And kids today nowadays, they don't even know. They don't know. Don't they look just, it up. Yeah, I mean, going postal was just that was the first time that ever yeah. happened. Now it just happens every day. Kids, if you're listening to this, don't look up going postal or blue waffle or um, meat spin or lemon party. Lemon party. Yes. <laughs> uh, Earth crisis also in Victory Records. There you go. Yeah, I like Earth crisis. Yeah, you like Earth crisis. We crisis. did a whole we did a whole episode on them. Now we did like three, like two Earth Crisis songs. Hawthorne Heights, another future episode. Uh huh. Looking forward to that one. I'm sure, that's going to be great. <laughs> um, my life for hire, Eric. What's the worst thing you ever got hired for? I used to, my first real job was working at a kiosk at the at the Nellis Air Force Base um, Mini Mall, and mm. I would sell wooden wooden airplane models that the guys were selling for like three hundred dollars for like a wooden airplane model, and uh, they didn't train me at all how to use their cash register. I, I was like. 15 
And uh, I had I, I had never sold any of them. They were like, you have to upsell. You have to sell these fucking, you know. These I'm fucking, 15. Yeah. I don't know how to upsell anything. You have to, uh, you have to sell these fucking airplane models for $300 <laughs> in 2003 money. Um, <laughs> and so they didn't train me at all how to use it. They maybe gave me like five minutes. Like, hey, this is how you do this. Uh, I had there was one day where I sold two model airplanes for a total of six hundred dollars. Oh, I know, but I, because they didn't train me really well, I had it set on refund, so I gave away six hundred dollars. <laughs> and they didn't. They like we have to let you go. And also, they were like, we have to not pay you. Ooh, they didn't pay me. Interesting. And they're like, oh yeah, we have to kind of take that money back that that loss. Uh, and so I was real down about it. And Andy Hedersheet uh, came by and gave me some balloons and said, hey, you fired from your first job, you know, hey. Here's you feel better. Aww. Yeah. Andy. Andy. I don't think I ever knew that story. Yeah. You're a dumbass. That's well, I was, what I was supposed to do. And also, they were like, hey, like, we're watching you. Like, they were like, I was like reading like an EGM, like a Game Pro magazine on the job. And they were like, you can't be doing that. And I'm like, what do you want me to fucking do? People aren't fucking, you know, chomping at the bit to buy these fucking $300 model airplanes. This shit looks like garbage. What a fucking loser. Like, imagine being the person who's like, you wake up in the morning, you put your you put your pants on one leg at a time like the rest of us. Like, I'm going to go watch a 15-year-old sell, sell wooden planes. And if what? he and yeah. if he reads his video game magazine too much, I'm going to have to yell at him. Yeah, fuck that guy. What, make, what, was the, what would you get hired for that you... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just blacked out. And I was, I was just in that headspace. What? Did, what was the worst thing you ever got hired for? Uh, I mean, I, I'm only ever been hired for one job. Okay. What, sorry, was, the, co- what was the worst? Co- cooking. Was the, what was the worst one though? Uh, the worst one. I okay. I'll tell you that I worked at the Hard Rock Casino on the Las Vegas Strip. It's an important distinction because there are two Hard Rock casinos in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, not anymore. The other one closed down. Um. And I worked there for a little bit, and I kind of like the Hard Rock. Did you really? Yeah. Was that Mister Lucky's? No, the Hard Rock, Eric. I just told you. The what hard the fuck rock. is Mister Lucky's? It was like a, it was a restaurant inside the Hard Rock. Nope, it was just like the Hard Rock Cafe in the Hard oh, Rock Casino. Okay. But it was like the entire property. Let me mm. get through my fucking story, Mister okay. Lucky. I'm so sorry. Um, basically, I worked there for a couple weeks, and everyone looked so miserable. To be honest, the job wasn't that bad. It was pretty, like, easy. Yeah. Um, But everyone had this look in their eyes. Like, they were just fucking depressed, and, like, they like they hated their lives. And I was like, there's there's no way I can keep doing this. It was a casino job that was the money okay? No. No? no. Well, actually, I kind of – it was uh, – I kind of took the job being told I was going to get, like, a uh, another, like – Bump. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't even know That's how much they always been. tell you. Yeah, but and I don't even know. Like to their, in fairness, I'm not sure it would not have happened because I quit before. Yeah, you know. So Did you steal anything? No, I don't think so. Well, looks like I win. <laughs> I stole six hundred dollars from them. You didn't steal six hundred dollars. You maybe Robin away. Hood fucking six hundred dollars. Yeah, I, I, still, I yeah, stole from the rich. Yeah, but you, if they were willing to spend three hundred dollars to buy a fucking wooden airplane, they probably were pretty well off as it was. Yeah, so you weren't you were stealing from the rich and giving to the rich. <laughs> yeah, I so, guess so I win, asshole. All right, uh, we'll go to track three. This is a song called "I'm Made of Wax, Larry." What are you made of? By the band A Day to Remember. What you got? Patrick Stump writing your song titles for you? Team Pete Wentz. Yes. For Pete. This song features a melody. 
Yes. That's not just a breakdown. That's There's true, actually it does. like something like something something of a like a, a a a hook to this song. Yeah. Do you know this song features a, a guest of vocals by Mike Ranica? Do you know who that is? Oh. You don't got to ask me twice if I know who Mike Ranica is. Okay. I've known all morning who Mike Ranica <laughs> is. Um from The Devil Wears Prada. I love that movie. Who did he play in that? Was he? <laughs> he was the lady. Oh, it was Anne he was, Hathaway. Yeah. <laughs> who's the other lady? Who, who? Glenn Close. Oh, yeah. I know her. Is it Glenn Close? Yes. No, it's not. It's Bette Midler. No, it's not Bette Midler. I know Bette Midler. <laughs> it's Jesus. Oh, no. Bette Midler. <laughs> I, just, I do kind of associate um, like Glenn Close and Bette Midler as like women from when we were like in elementary school. When we were young. <laughs> well, ooh, what if it was when we were young, but it was just women who were like uh, movie stars when we were like in elementary school? <laughs> That'd be, who would you, who would, who would be on that list? <laughs> well, I mean, Glenn, Glenn Close. Close, of course. Um, this is Meryl Streep, by the way, in uh, Double Wars Prada. I know. I'm sure everyone's fucking mad at me. Screaming at their radios. Um, who's the woman who is the love interest in uh, Groundhog Day? Andy. Um... She was kind of a big actress. For, she was at the time. Andy um, Patinkin? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, I don't know. I can't. Uh, quick, name a woman. Andy Hil- McDowell. Hillary Clinton. Hillary, of course. Uh, Andy McDowell was in Groundhog Day. If there was a fest, if there was a festival of women from the nineties, who would you? Who would you? Who, who would be appointment seeing for you? Obviously, Hillary Clinton, and then I would see. <laughs> uh, women from the nineties. Uh, does that include older women? Because I think I think of uh, Rachel Lee Cook. Okay. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Okay. Um, Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra. Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson. <laughs> um, maybe we should talk about the actual song here. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now, Mick, do you know that the the quote, I made of wax, Larry, or what are you made of? Is that That's a quote from a film. Uh, one of my favorite films. Oh, is it really? I've never seen it before. <laughs> Night at the Museum. Yes, 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 yes. Um, it is uh, Robin Williams as Theodore Roosevelt talking to Larry Daly. Played, is that Ben Stiller's character? That's Ben Stiller's character, okay. yeah. Um, I watched the clip. Yeah. That's it. I didn't watch anything else. Uh, it looks like a stupid fucking movie. If you've never big, seen it, I've never seen it. If you're a big Night at the Museum person, like, uh, come at me. I, 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 this looks like the dumbest fucking movie. It's like big, like uh, Indian in the cupboard vibes. Mm. Remember Indian in the cupboard? I don't like that. Native American in the cupboard. Well, yeah, that's true. I don't like that movie either. Something about that movie like freaks me out. Is it just the little men? Yeah, I don't. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're afraid they're gonna jump into your butt. You know, like big men <laughs> while you're sleeping. <laughs> um, no, the movie gives me a weird vibe. I, I confuse this movie with um, National Treasure for some reason. I could see that. I think it's the uh, like the movie posters kind of had the same vibe. Yeah, like I feel like the movies have the same kind of like f- like way of being shot. Like they're shot in like kind yeah. of the same like digital film or something. This looks similar to me. I know that may be a dumb thing to say, but I'm know. gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I'm gonna hang out in a museum, and all the wax figures are gonna come to life. You see, uh, Nick Nicholas Cage has a new movie where he's sort of like John Wick. Uh, no, I've not seen this. It's called The Retirement Plan. Okay, Media Corner. He's a, you know, he's he's got to be like a one of those badasses, sort of like a Bob Odenkirk. Okay, you know, you see that movie? Do you I see did, that one? I didn't see the movie, but I I do know that uh, every comedian I follow just now makes fun of Bob Odenkirk in a nice way <laughs> for having that movie. Basically, it's like why? Like, what a weird thing for you to do. <laughs> hey, I mean, if they're asking, I guess uh-huh. that, you know, good on you. Um, the music video. Did you watch the music video? No. <laughs> I don't watch. I leave that to you. So there is a music video for this. It's like a kickball tournament against a bunch of little kids. Okay. Um, and they all they're all wearing like Rockstar Energy Drink sponsored like jerseys. Oh, I've seen the pictures from this video. Yeah. Again, they are they're they're a little broy. 
That's okay. There's Rockstar Energy Cheerleaders. Mm. They're a little bro A day to remember is like a little bit of a bro band. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm a bro. You are a bro. You're my bro. Fucker. You're What's up, bro? fucker? You're my bro. Remember that time we got a uh, gun pulled on us by a bunch of bros? I do remember that. Or I don't think it was a bunch of bros. I think it was two one. bros. I think what happened is it was a bunch of bros driving around. You're listening to Nostalgia Corner. Nostalgia Corner. Um, and like they were like they like were like fucking with us or something, or just doing what mm. high school kids were doing. Yeah. They screamed at us or something while we were out in front of Louis's house, and then they also did it to another house. Like a, a street over. So that the man who lived in that house started driving around the neighborhood and was like thinking that he found the screamers because yeah. he came across us. Like how many? There's like 30 people in Louis's front yard. Exactly. And then pulled a gun on us. And yeah. then Adrian just stood there. Because he was shit faced. <laughs> and I was like, Adrian, you are a man. I want to be you. When he I knocked up. off Adrian's hat. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> he big time knocked his hat off. Did he do? I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he pulled the gun and Adrian was just standing in front of him. I'm like, Adrian, get in the house. In my mind, Adrian was so big dicked in that moment that he was three times as tall as that man. And then when it, when it was time to go, he picked you and me like up underneath like his <laughs> yeah. arms and like and carried us to safety. Well, you know what's funny is that when he like the guy, he did the hat tip. And he knocked his hat off his head. Um, but Adrian didn't even move. And that just adds to the big dickness, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, you're listening to Dork Tree Pod. This is our... We're just glazing our friend. This is our um, analysis of the 2009 record, Homesick, uh, by A Day to Remember. Well, and that was just, a day that we remembered. Yeah, and we we're going into excessive detail about someone pulling a gun on us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 20 years ago. Yeah, that's fun. Um, anything else you got on this song? <laughs> I think, well, you hit, you hit, the, you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a, one of the few songs where there's, like, a melody, mm-hmm. and it's not just a... Sing, 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 breakdown, sing, 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 breakdown. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't mind it. It's, it's, I think on my rankings, it's pretty not, it's kind of mid, um, you know, I enjoyed it. Uh, let's get into a better song. This is New Jersey Legion Ice Tea, uh, track four by A Day to Remember. The These records, bros are going off. Yeah, the record's starting to hit hit its stride a little bit here. We got a couple songs with like some some melody. Yeah, I think maybe. The, yeah, I guess that was maybe intended. I hope at least mm-hmm. it does. Kind of, it does feel like the the album sort of building up to something. Uh, this song is about hanging out with your buddies at a show at an old uh, Legion of what's it the the, the veteran like a VFW. Yeah, I, don't, I actually was going to ask you that. I'm not sure what like the I know uh, veterans of foreign wars, but I don't know where the Legion comes in. I know it's I, probably an East Coast thing. I yeah, mean. I've been to a bunch of uh, VFW halls, of course, um, but I don't really know where like why they're called a Legion. I mean, I don't know if that. Well, also we don't know for sure if that if, if that is even what it's referencing. I, th- I just hear Legion. I think it's like you know. I think it is. It's got to be if you're talking about hanging out in a show like on like the East Coast. It's like Legion, New Jersey bullshit. It's got to be what it it's is. It's American Legion. That's what it's short, it's short mm. for. Uh, yeah. So obviously there are some you know. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. You. It's essentially just a VFW post. Thank you for making Eric sell those three hundred dollar wooden planes. Those fuckers. <laughs> um, you ever hang out at VFW halls when you were a kid? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, not so much in Vegas, in Michigan, there was like a, there was a, there was a, an Elks Lodge and then mm-hmm. there's a VFW hall, like across the street from it. We kind of go to there, like back and forth. Um, Okinawa, obviously there was Legion Hall. There was, you know, you're on the air base. So there's like halls there as well. 
Uh, in Vegas, though, not so much. And I, and I wasn't like you. I wasn't like I wasn't going to hardcore shows at VFWs and shit. We could have been totally different men. Oh, I think about that all the time. We could have been the kind of dudes who just hang out at VFW halls. There's still time. We could still just go <laughs> do some stolen valor. <laughs> we would get fucking annihilated if we tried to steal valor and then go hang out at a VFW hall. We would just get immediately shot. What, by old guys? Well, that's well we true. They would shoot shot. us. They yes, wouldn't they try would to fight us. us. That's they were true. Like, um, uh, you like Arizona iced tea? Uh, yeah, yeah you do. I, I'm Don't more of a, I'm more of a Sobe. You remember Sobe? <laughs> Give me my creamy lizard drink. I want my lizard drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to do, I used to pound green tea back all, all the time. Like I was my, my go-to drink. It was like a, not so much a, an Arizona iced tea cause it's uh. too sweet, but a Sobe or a Snapple. Ugh. Take me back. I like, you know, I'm a big Arizona guy. I like the Arizona green tea. It doesn't taste like green tea at all. It just kind of tastes like like sl- like like syrup water. Yeah, that's um, why I don't like good. green Arizona stuff. Like or Arizona. like the the country style, uh, like the iced tea. Yeah, you know, so, uh, was it Southern iced tea? Uh, Arizona tea recession proof. It's always going to be what two ninety nine. I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't. I haven't checked our local Seven Eleven. It's like the Costco hot dog of drinks. It might be up to one twenty nine. You never oh know. Oh my god. Was it ninety nine cents? It was ninety nine. Okay, cents, I was yeah. like two ninety nine sounds kind of excessive. <laughs> um, but this, yeah, this is about hanging with your bros. This song is catchy. It is. It's good. I think this like this is a good song. This is one of my favorites. I think uh, this is definitely one. That I think that's. I was kind of going like I. I think I listened to this at the perfect time. I was like I listened to it on my runs and I listened to it like at the gym. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of like the demographic this band is going for. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what to like. I mean, I think this this band is they're probably good good musicians. They yeah. don't really show it off a lot. Like surprisingly, for being like kind of like a metalcore band, you, I I kind of was anticipated a little bit more like some more technical stuff. But there's really nothing very technical about this record. Um, yeah, I mean, the drummers are good. The drummers pretty technical. That's I guess that's true. Yeah. Um. So so you know maybe you know maybe they're 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 they show off their chops a little bit more in later records, but you don't hear it a lot. So that's kind of like that's kind of really only the, either the songs are catchy or they're not at I, the end of the day. I think that's like a detriment to when you kind of have a an album that's so kind of samey that you don't really people don't notice how varied you can be. Uh huh. Um. So not, that's not to say that they're not good musicians. I think that they are. It's just that they. They don't show you the range of their yeah. their their craft. Maybe we're just jackoffs. We don't know enough about uh, post hardcore metal popcore, so we just need to enlighten ourselves. We need to sit our white asses down. <laughs> uh, you ready to go to the, n- the next song? Yeah, New, New Jersey Legion. I see a good song though. I enjoyed it. Uh, the next is a song called "Mr. Highways Thinking About the End." We are not the same. It's like the meme. <laughs> uh, Mr. Highway's thinking about the end. More, way more metal focused. This one. Um, do you know the the title for this is also a, a movie quote? Yeah, I was wondering. I've never seen this movie. Have you? Have you? Have you seen it? Uh, no, but it scared me when I watched the previews as a child in the nineties. <laughs> uh, this is from a movie called The Good Son, starring Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen the scene that this song is? Uh, I watched. From? I watched the scene. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, or why don't you tell the listeners what the scene is? <laughs> so I watch. I'll, I'll go into my understanding of what this film is about. Basically, uh, Elijah Wood is uh, his family is divorcing or something like that, and uh, for some reason he has to go stay with like a cousin. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the cousin is Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin is a bad boy. He does a lot of bad boy things. He's a bad boy. Um, and it's basically just like Elijah. It's it's kind of like a weirdly seriously serious toned movie where Elijah Wood is just like freaked out about how bad of a kid like a, a Macaulay and Culkin. He's is. not just like a Dennis the Menace type. He like is a he's killed people. Yeah, I guess he he does he hurts an animal in like one of the first scenes of the movie. Macaulay mm-hmm. Culkin. So not like not Dennis the Menace stuff. Dennis no. the Menace is just like you know good natured fun. <laughs> Dennis the Menace is just tarring and feathering his neighbor. Mr. Wilson. Um, so Mr. Highway is a like life-size dummy that Macaulay Culkin has built. He takes it to a bridge, uh, an overpass, and drops it into oncoming traffic and making the drivers think that they that someone just committed suicide. Um, and it creates a giant pileup. Yeah, Eli- like an RV tips over. Yes. And Elijah Wood is just like, holy shit, man. <laughs> Which, yeah, anybody would do. Um, the pileup is a little... Uh, a little over the top. I don't think it, it was like 20 cars. And I was like, oh, okay, this isn't really seem realistic. Well, it was like an icy street. So I guess it kind of, that, that is the, uh, the, uh, when I was watching the scene, it was like, uh, it wasn't really graphic, but a lot of the crashes are filmed from inside of cars. Mm-hmm. And so it does kind of give it like, kind of like, I was like, whoa, holy shit. Like this yeah. is intense. Um, yeah. So, so they just thought this would be a good, a good thing to, to name a song after, I guess. <laughs> um, the the lyrics are about uh, people attempting to undermine your achievements. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you got any of those lyrics written out? <laughs> I want to hear some of those lyrics, bro. Well, this is the meme. This is this is disrespect your surroundings. Oh yes, of course it yeah. is. Yes, this is the song with the meme. See, now I was kind of thinking I couldn't remember which song was I, the yeah. meme <laughs> yeah. because all these songs kind of sound the same a little bit. I was frantically looking at my notes, like, wait, did we not talk about There's the meme songs? Yes. Um, yeah, the song is a little too like kind of medley for me, or medley in a way I don't really like. Okay. Again, it's a, it's that same sound over again. That. Yeah. Fuck, I, man. I have something for disrespecting your surroundings. Okay. If you let me share it, I'd love for you to share. Uh, it. On the 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 Reddit slash r slash core jerk, which is if you if you're familiar with Reddit, there's a lot of circle jerk uh-huh. Reddits, which are just parody Reddits mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, this is from Core Jerk uh, by the user Blood Money from six years ago. Uh, he's pretty much saying, hey, don't forget, like a lot of people are respecting us lately. Like you need to disrespect your surroundings. <laughs> and this is how you disrespect them. And he says, I have a way to help you remember it. It's D-I-S-R-E-S-P-E-C-T. D, destroy things that don't belong to you. I, invert anyone who tells you not to. Mm-hmm. S, shit everywhere but the toilet. R, Really swing your arms out. Maximize your destructive radius. E. Every surrounding deserves to be respected. Disrespected, sorry. <laughs> well. S. Share the way with all your friends. P. People can be considered surroundings too. Nice. E. Equal opportunity disrespect. Treat the ghetto and high-end surroundings the same. <laughs> wow. C. Count the amount of disrespect or count the amount of respected surroundings near you. There's only a few of us. It's important that each of us double the disrespect to surroundings. To the amount of respected surroundings. And T, the only thing off limits is respect. So that's, that's a good post. Yeah, if you need to disrespect your surroundings, remember disrespect. <laughs> Eric, I will not be disrespecting my surroundings because we're in your beautiful house right now. Have you ever disrespected your surroundings? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Tell us those days. I'm sure you've disrespected the surroundings of a VFW hall <laughs> once or twice in your life. Um. Well, I guess people are surroundings. Yeah. You know, I don't. I'm not going to their kicking walls. Even when I was doing that, I wasn't like crowd killing either. That's you, not what you told me. I thought you told me that you crowd killed a lot of people in your day. No, no, no. Maybe I was just trying to sound cool. Maybe. Were we, were, were, did I have a couple of drinks in me, and I was trying, and I was trying That's to make true. trying you were, to make you, you think were doing this too, like you're kind of sitting back <laughs> with your arms crossed. No, no, no. I'm sure I've obviously like hit people before. I'm not proud of it, but I wasn't like a big like crowd kill. You told uh, me that you were that guy who like if you see a girl in the pit, you're like gonna go crowd kill that girl. <laughs> All right, I did not. <laughs> That's do that. I'm just joking. I didn't do that. No, I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't. I'd crowd kill. I would crowd kill Sam. I should crowd kill Sam. I'll do it like Sam an Lopez? <laughs> Uh, no, um, yeah, this is a this is a song. This is a song. Uh, a little, yeah, a, a, not not my jam, but I know. think it's pretty high up for me. Okay, uh, wow. I enjoyed it. Tough guy over here. I'm a tough guy. Uh, you know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go into track number six. This is a song called "Have Faith in Me" by the band A Day to Remember. Now, I think this is a band who really zeroed in on a sound <laughs> um, and kind of ran with it. Look, I, I can't. There's only so many times that we could say this is very chugga chugga. This is very, mm-hmm. you know, melody breakdown, melody breakdown. Um, that being said, it's not a bad song. I like it. Yeah. It's just, all the songs are kind of, you know, one of my favorite songs is a very short song. I feel like. um. <laughs> They, they kind of took too much from like the sort of like screamo sound where that you have a long like three four minute song, mm-hmm. and they kind of just you mix it with hardcore songs which are traditionally very short, and it's like you you're in a weird position in the Venn diagram. Like it's not it's not a good Venn diagram to be in because your your songs are kind of too long. There's a lot of breakdowns which kind of elongate a song. I I think if I'm being honest. Um, and so you have all these songs that are pretty much like three minute, four minute songs that just sound longer than they are. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good call. Uh, th- this the the songs do feel longer than they actually are. I was actually I looked and I was like, oh my god, are these like five minute songs? I was like, nah, no, most of, most of them are like three minutes. Yeah, it's a forty minute album. You know, um, but it makes it feel like it just man, it's just dragging on. And again, I like the songs. I'm not saying they're bad songs. I'm just saying they could have cut the fat a little bit. They're giving us what we want, but they're giving us too much. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe metal metal metalcore people like this. Maybe they they. Oh, I think want, they do. Yeah, you know, I think it's obviously clear. people love this band. Too, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I think um, it's like I feel like it, if it were any other band, they would they would probably do like see it, it it's twelve songs of just like post hardcore, <laughs> which I feel like if they were kind of were more of like a traditionally like scene kind of like a sceny band, mm-hmm. they kind of like dial it back and so you're giving us like a hardcore song maybe once every three tracks yeah but yeah, it's like yeah. every track is like a hardcore track which you know if you're gonna do every song is a hardcore track this, this album better be 15 minutes long i think it's a great point yeah um uh jeremy mckinnon rest when asked what this song is about i feel like this one is pretty is kind of self-explanatory but it's about trust and being there for people when you say you will be i'm the kind of person who says what i mean and this song is about keeping your word what did like 
classic hardcore song, Keeping Your Word. <laughs> I just like it just it's so like redundant. It's like, oh, I'm the kind of person who keeps my word. Who who's out there saying like, oh, I'm, I'm a liar. Yeah. Oh, Henry Rollins said that. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And those people are a lot more interesting. Like, show me the person who's like, I don't keep my word. <laughs> Like, mm, this could be interesting, you know? Like, like, I have a song. This song's about, I just say things sometimes. <laughs> I don't really mean them. Uh, I mean, if we're being totally honest, like, he's probably, Jeremy McKinnon is probably just making up a, a lot of stuff in his head. All, this entire record lyrically is about, like, this, like, you know, have faith in me. I try. It's very stereotypical, like, like youth crew kind of shit. Yeah. It, it, I wouldn't even say it's like youth crew. It's just kind of like, like, uh, dumb hardcore where it's like, you know, you don't, uh, it's like vaguely motivational. Right. Without Staying actually saying true. anything, like, you know, um, you didn't trust me. You didn't have, you didn't believe in me. You turned your back on me type shit. Like basically saying so like nothing. Yeah. Um, I, I got to imagine he's making up a lot of these scenarios. In his head. I, I don't want to say that this is sort of like paint by numbers, but mm-hmm. it kind of feels like it sometimes. Um, I don't want to like, I, like I said, we don't, we didn't know this band. So we don't mm-hmm. know, like we didn't go d- deep diving into like, you know, the, the sort of fandom and like, yeah. maybe the more articles that we maybe should have read, but like mm-hmm. it does kind of, the the lyrical content begins to wash over you. I mean, look, and it's it's unfair to compare this record to um, Motion City soundtrack. But um, when he's like talking about like like uh, deeply personal stuff about like his uh, drug and alcohol addiction, comparing that to like, well, this is a song about keeping your word. It's right. like, which one is more interesting, man? Like you you know the answer. <laughs> like you're yeah. not making particularly interesting lyrical content. I I, I hate to say it. Yeah. Um. There's a music video. Okay. Uh, like I told you earlier, I was very, very tired this morning when I was doing the research. And you were I, a sleepy boy. And I fell asleep during the music video. <laughs> oh, did you really? And when I woke up, there was just two. It was still going on. There were just, just two. It's one of those things where you only fall asleep for like 90 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when I opened my eyes, uh, I, the video was ending and it was just two people in like black hoodies, like walking away from each other. Hell yeah. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I missed anything. I'm not going to go back and rewatch it. What happened in the video before you fell asleep? (laughs) I don't really know. They were like, (laughs) they were, I remember kind of like the very first scene of like the two people in their black hoodies just kind of hanging out Mm -hmm. and then then they walk away from each other at the end of the movie. So I I don't know. Maybe one of them didn't keep their words. Sounds like it. Honestly. (laughs) Um, Eric, you more of a Faith Hill or Faith Evans kind of guy? Faith Evans, bro. You don't like Faith Hill? I don't think I've ever listened to I know that I've listened to a lot more Faith Evans than Faith Hill. Have you ever seen the video of, I think, I believe uh, Faith Hill's husband is Tim McGraw. It doesn't really matter. He's like a he's like a, a handsome country I'm, guy. I'm familiar. Um, but they're doing a show together, Tim mm-hmm. McGraw and Faith Hill. And a woman from the crowd reaches up and grabs Tim McGraw's penis. Have you ever Was seen it just out? Like she's just like, Well, no, it's it's over over pants. <laughs> okay. And Faith Hill like runs up and like screams, like, you don't do that. You don't grab another an- another man, my man's balls. <laughs> it's a pretty cool video, honestly. Look. <laughs> whether I don't think that was justified that she does grab his balls, mm-hmm. but Faith Hill should just swung on her. No, 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 didn't say like that yeah. was wrong. Just swing on her. Hell yeah, why not? If some girl cupped my my nads <laughs> i'd expect my wife to just go swing on her <laughs> and you are getting your nads cupped like pretty often <laughs> right now that's why i get the door closed <laughs> um anything else you got for have faith in me uh no let's keep this ball let's rolling. go welcome to the family this is track seven hey welcome to the family hey welcome to the family kid. you're one of us you're one of us uh this is by the band a day to remember You're nothing more than a passing friend 
at that. You're not welcome to the family. Hey. Hey, kid. You're not welcome to the family, no mo. No mo. No mo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, that was welcome to the family. Look, I didn't mind it. This one's a this one's a pretty big miss for me. You think so? Yeah, in my opinion, I think you you. you it sounds like you kind of like the heavier stuff. I do like the heavier stuff. Um, You're a heavy dude. You know me. I'm always. Hey, you know me. Hey, welcome to the family. I like the heavy stuff. You know stuff. where I'm from. I'm from the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, this song gets dangerously close to like butt rock. Yeah. Do you, do you know that this is also a feature as well? Yeah, it's got Vincent Bennett from the Akasha Strain. Old Vinnie Bennett. <laughs> Wait, is that the same guy that we talked about earlier? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. No, 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 no. Earlier in this episode, no. Yes, okay. That was Mike Branica. Mike Branica. Hey, welcome to the family. Hey, you're in the family too. Uh, Vincent Bennett from the Akasha. Is that my saying that right? I don't know. Akasha. I gotcha. I gotcha strain. Hey, I gotcha. Do you know what the Akachia strain is? No. It's a disease that's spread by bugs in Africa. Mm, I don't like that. Yeah. Like the Andromeda strain. You ever <laughs> see that that movie? No, what is that? It's a book by uh, the guy that wrote Jurassic Park. Oh, is this the same guy who wrote that fucking uh, uh, William S. Burroughs? No, no, no. <laughs> this is the, what's that? Yeah, Michael, Kike, that Michael, Michael, Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Crichton. Welcome to the book corner. Michael Richards. <laughs> It's your favorite comic. Uh, yeah, he is. Okay. It's on record. Yeah. Michael Richards is my favorite this comic. This is a record. <laughs> um, you do love Seinfeld. I do love who's Seinfeld. Who's your favorite member of Seinfeld? Uh, who's my fa- your favorite member of, of the four? Who's yeah. my favorite? Yeah. Uh, probably George. George is it's, the most interesting character. Yeah. Um, they're all like really underrated. Kramer is like the the worst character. Kramer is Kramer led uh is a genius, but lacks the subtlety that like uh that Elaine and Jerry do. Yeah, Elaine. I think it's Elaine and George for me. Yeah, Elaine criminally underrated. But you know, yeah. it was a time where we didn't think women were funny, so no one could admit that Elaine was like. Yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus. She's fucking great. Yeah. And I mean, Jer- you know, Jerry doesn't get enough credit either. He plays the straight man a lot, which yeah. is why you know that's the, his whole purpose. But I'm a big fan of what Jerry is doing now. Oh yeah, I'll tell you off mic. Okay, um, I'm not just for the, if you if someone knows <laughs> if I'm, you talking know about. I'm talking about. Um, uh, yeah, this song is not is not for me. Is it just too hard? Just or not. what do you what do you what are you looking for in this album? Are you looking for songs that don't that aren't? Is is it just that you've had too much hardcore and you kind of like want to? No, 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 no. I don't think so. I I think that I think an issue again, like we've said it a million times, it, the record all kind of sounds the same, and then yeah. when it doesn't sound the same, it's like kind of just boring it's like to me this is like butt rock like i said then that's why i don't like this like if i the your average disturbed or godsmack fan if i show them this song i think they'd be like this is kind of cool and to me that's a red flag so do you think that it's sort of like it's it's too much it's the production maybe the the fault lies with like chad and the guy from kill switch not really i don't i honestly don't think it's like a production issue i think it's a songwriting issue i think it's a bunch of kids who wrote a bunch like just who like who wanted to write chugga chugga parts and then that's what they did and it's like it's good. Mm-hmm. I like I, I like the songs, but I I've li- I feel like I've listened to the same. I'm listening to the same song over and over again. I will say that this is probably the most hardcore chugga chugga from a band that's not a hardcore band that mm-hmm. I've ever heard. Yeah, because I don't like you would not say that like, this is a hardcore band. Like it's not. I do not believe they're a hardcore band. I think they're a post hardcore band. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, thank they're, you. They're a metalcore band. I would say they're a metalcore. 
I see. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people kind of consider them like pop punk too, though. Yeah, well, I think, and I actually was going to bring that up here in a, a little bit. There is like pop punk influence, right? And I think they're on record saying that's kind of what they wanted to do. I think they're yeah. somewhere they're bridging the gap between like like they they want to do a pop punky ish mm-hmm. version of uh, of metalcore. It's like in the um, if uh, a day to remember is an Arnold Palmer. It's like seventy five percent iced tea. And that's like the metalcore stuff, and then twenty five percent lemonade, and that's the pop punk stuff. Arnold Palmer. Palmer. I didn't do my vocal exercises before the the, the recording, (laughs) and I was telling you, see, asshole, and I was telling you to do your vocal exercises, but you're all pissed off. I had to write the intro, and you're like, no, I'm not going to do my vocal. I said, no, and I give you two of these (laughs) vocal exercises. Yeah, no, I love an Arnold Palmer. Do you like an Arnold Palmer? I like do. I like. You know what my favorite part of doing the podcast is when I do my um every week I do my vocal exercises into the mic as loud as I can, Mm -hmm. and you never say like stop doing that. You just like sit there quietly, and I can tell you're getting annoyed, but you don't (laughs) do anything about it. Why would I? Um, I love an Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Yeah, say, Arnold, that, Arnold, say that five times fast. I love an Arnold Palmer. I love a bubble bubble bubble. Yeah, an Arnie Palmer is great. I mean, it's a glass of drink. You can't go wrong. It's probably one of the greatest contributions that golf has ever given us. I can't remember if I'm making this up or this is a real thing. It's probably a real thing. A John Daly is just an alcoholic Arnold, Arnold Palmer, right? What's the what's the the whiskey or the, the is, vodka? Is, is it vodka? Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd fuck with that. Let's go get one right now. Okay. We'll go on a break. And we'll cancel, right cancel your plans. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to the family. Um, I'll be keeping my own last name. What's your favorite uh, mafia movie? I'm not a big. I'm not into that kind of stuff. I think that shit is like incredibly fucking cringe. Yeah, like that's anti-Italian discrimination. <laughs> uh, let us know: Are Italians white people? Oh, absolutely. Also, mm, a lot well, of people disagree. <laughs> I guess that's true. Well, Italians. Uh, <laughs> I think the best uh, the best mafia movie is Casino. Obviously. Okay. I'd probably just say say Goodfellas. Probably. I mean, it's it's. It, I know. It's, I know. I'm not They're sure. All I'm, the same. It's the same yeah. five guys. And I, I, I um the kind of person who's like really really into Scarface. No, I saw Scarface once when I was like in like a teenager because I was like, oh, that's cool. Like all the rap guys are telling me, <laughs> me watch it. It's fine. It's Pacino being unhinged, yeah. which is you know. Then you got a like you got a big Scarface poster and you put it in your den. I don't think I ever had a Scarface. Did you? Did you ever no, have I one? Never had a Scarface poster. You put it next to your poster of a Lamborghini and Carmen Electra. Yeah, I had a I had a Sin City poster in my room back in the day. Um, l- listeners of this podcast, let us uh, uh, listeners of this podcast who um who who are attracted to men, let us know if you've ever like gone like been in a man's room for like the first time and, th- and those are like, the kind of posters he had and what and what you did about it. That's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I were if I were attracted to men and I w- and I went into a man's not. room, <laughs> uh, not currently, um, and I he had like a Scarface poster, I might just do a do a three sixty and, and walk out the door. What do you think of the posters in my in this room right now? <laughs> I think we've talked about this before. Oh, that's true. Well, you've got a bunch of hentai. Yep, it's almost entirely hentai. They're all wall scrolls. Do you remember wall scrolls? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, how could I forget? Um, uh, yeah, you you and you have your collection of silk anime shirts in the in in your closet. I've been watching a lot of Trailer Park Boys. I mentioned that before. A lot of one of the guys, his main costume is like silk shirts from uh-huh. like the early two thousands. It's great. Bunch of Super Saiyan three Vegetas. Oh, I love that. He never went Super Saiyan three. He skipped three. You would know. He went to two in the Boo saga, learned. and then he skipped to to four in Dragon Ball GT, but only with the help of Bulma. She used a special ray gun to turn him into Super Saiyan four Vegeta. Super Saiyan three Vegeta. You have to stop. 
your hair too long, your your M too jagged, they'll kill you. They'll kill you. <laughs> uh, hey, bro, could you imagine Raditz going Super Saiyan three? He wouldn't be able to move. <laughs> These are real conversations that eight year olds were having in 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 the late nineties, early two thousands, and it was great. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right, let's go to track eight. This is a song called Homesick by A Day to Remember. Hey, Mom. Hey, Mom. Welcome to the family. Mm-hmm. This is a good song. I it's it's obviously a little softer because as we you know, bury the lead a little mm-hmm. bit, it's a song written about his mom, uh, Mama. and more of like his life expectancy or his life as like a musician. Uh-huh. Um, it's sort of more. This is more of a pop punk song. Yeah, it cuts through the fat. It's I'm not even sure that I I love this song, but I found myself like being relieved. That it was like something a little different. It's like you know? eating some ginger before your next piece of sushi. You know, a pal- exactly. It's a good palate cleanser. Yeah, you could have just said that and, and conveyed the same expression. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, they're on tour. You know, he and uh, you know, uh, his dad was always worried about him, and his mom asked him to write uh more soft songs, so he did. She's like, "You're giving me too much post hardcore." <laughs> Um. Uh. Yeah. The, the dad was like, "Can we cut back on the chugga chugga parts?" Yeah. <laughs> It'd be cool if that was actually what they said. Like, <laughs> look, we get it that you like hardcore, but like, you need to kind of space it out a little bit. <laughs> um. Eric, did, what 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 is something that you that you did that your parents didn't approve of? And did you ever write them a song? Well, I've never written my parents a song. You should. Uh, well, write a song right now. Pull up, pull down the bass. Uh, my name is Eric, and I'm here to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a podcast in a rapping way. <laughs> yeah, I think the the thing that my parents didn't like uh was uh I uh one time I got called to the counselor's office because I got dared. Like this is okay, early 90s. Think of that mindset, right? Yep. It's uh, 1991, it's, you're a freshman in college. Shut the fuck up. It's it's 1994, 95, I want to say. And uh the biggest thing in the world is like Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. Um, come we're, over, we're come like over here. We're hot off the come, come over here. Come over here. Come over here. Uh, we're hot off the heels of like Mortal Kombat two just getting released, right? Yeah, the live action movies. Are, are they, have they come out yet? A ninety five. Yeah, I think so. so Maybe. I think that's like a ninety four. But um, like su- like super violence is everywhere because it's like the nineties. Uh huh. Um, I get dared in an art class to like, hey, draw like you have to draw like the three little bears and the, like uh, the Goldilocks. <laughs> And they're like, hey, draw one where it's like, you know, like all bloody and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I draw like, because, you know, I was an arty farty kid. And I was drawn like, I drew like, you know, like, ooh, like the bear like ripped off like uh, Goldilocks's head. <laughs> and uh, they were, my art teacher saw this. She was like, I don't like this. I need to call you into the office. And I had to go and tell my parents. I had to go through like, counseling in elementary school. Because I got dared to do something mm-hmm. until like every day I'd have to go and talk to my counselor. I got to play with toys. That was really cool. There you go. But uh yeah, they were like, ooh, we don't like our, our kids like uh it's a little weird, a little off. <laughs> uh but nowadays if I had maybe con- kind of gone that route, I'd be cool. I'd be like I'd be a cool person on like uh what's that website called? Deviant art? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drawing cool cool stuff. It is interesting. I wonder like I'm not a parent. Yeah. Um, although I'm negotiating with listener Derek to maybe become a parent sometime soon. Um, you have a baby with him? 
No, we just well, I'll talk about it in a later episode. Okay. We'll see how this week goes. It's like George Santos. <laughs> Not, <laughs> yeah, yet. Exactly. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but I imagine if like I was the uh, a parent and a teacher called me and said, "Hey, your son is drawing a picture of a bear ripping off Goldilocks' head." I'd probably be like, okay, well, I got to talk to my kid and say, hey, like, why are you doing that? Like, yeah. are you just being, you just being a mischief maker? Yeah. I'd probably be annoyed with the teacher. Like, why are you bugging me? Like, what are you, like, come on. Like, he's just an idiot. Like, there, yeah, there, this, uh, this lady, I remember now that I'm hearing it, she was like, I don't want to look, you and I are both left leaning people, very <laughs> left leaning people. This is always the best way to she, start a sentence. She was a very like, oh, well, you're a, that's a. I don't want to say she's like a real bleeding heart liberal type. Okay. Which is fine. I'm I'm a left burning. I'm a left. I'm a leftist. Mm-hmm. But she was very like up in arms about any kind of violence and stuff. Yes. And my dad was like, shut the fuck up. Yes. It's like it's performative liberalism. Basically. It's like you're it's like, yeah, why are you people are dying, Kim? Like, what do you care about? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you? Do you have anything like that? Something I did. What was the question? Something I did that my parents, parents didn't, didn't like approve of? You yeah. kind of just said a bad thing you did while you were a kid. I mean, they didn't approve of me drawing that. Um, I guess I will. A similar story. Oh, everybody was naked too. Like tits and shit were out. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah. Is right? that, that, oh, that's that frame picture right behind there, me right now. Um, similar story. We had like a school postal service, basically. Okay. Where like you'd write letters to other kids in other classes. And I just wrote a oh, bunch I remember of. remember that. I just wrote a bunch of bad words. <laughs> drawing like dicks and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck piss that's cool and just wrote it and sent it to my buddy or whatever and then they saw and they're like i got in a bunch of trouble about it <laughs> and this is my my mom is an insane person uh-huh. uh, for a lot of reasons but i remember i did not get in trouble at all and she said that that is a federal crime to read someone else's news or, or not their news their 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 uh oh, their mail what do you, yeah their their, their their mail oh so and, she was mad at the teacher for yeah oh okay she's like you, they shouldn't be reading what you're saying to people that's a federal crime and i'm not sure that's true it's not if they're Kids in school sending letters, but she is right. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, damn, got away with that one. That's that was pretty cool, cool though. Like, well, it's cool on her reaction as well as you doing that to your friend. Like, that's yeah. that's cool. So I guess in essence, I asked, I answered the exact opposite of what the question was. Something my parents didn't approve, Did approve of. of. Yeah, um, but you know, we're two little scamps, aren't we? Yeah, we're little scamps. We're, we're little, little shrimp champies. <laughs> we're little mischief makers. <laughs> and I'll tell you, um, our tombstones will one day. One day we'll read. Little shrimp scampies, little bad boys, and also did excruciatingly in-depth analysis of the record homesick. 2009's homesick, Yes, which we barely talked about. We're just telling stories about um, being bad boys. Listen, it's time to hold it down for the underground. This is track nine <laughs> by the band A Day to Remember off of their album Homesick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like this one. It's look, it's a little hard. Uh, there's a lot of breakdowns, but I enjoy this one. It's a fine song. It's yeah, a good song. It's the yeah. It's the thing. It's I, I, we really keep going back to it. It's like, How many different ways can I say it? I listened to the record and I didn't have a bad time. Yeah, but it just was like felt. It just you know started to drag a little bit. It's um, definitely dragging these last three. Well, I guess f- these last three songs before the final song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this song is about uh, two family members of uh jeremy mckinnon uh passing away while he was on tour he was unable to attend the funeral Mm. um i'll read some lyrics right now sure i turned my back and out came the wolves i have the greatest faith in fools 
what are you talking about, buddy? Relax. Like, th- this is an issue I have. Uh, getting back to the lyrical content of, mm-hmm. of this record, it's like, this song is about your, your, your family member is dying and you're doing this like, I trusted you. I turned my back on you. It's like, hey, I turned my back on you. And what's, what happens? You, you die. die. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly like, hey, it's like, you, like, you, uh, uh, white men out in the world. It's okay to like have an emotion that isn't just anger. <laughs> like you're writing a song about about uh, missing the funeral of of your of your family, and it's like you're. This is what you're like. This is tough guy shit. Take it easy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relax. It's not that serious. Like have like r- r- actually write what the song is about. I will tell you, we we haven't really talked a lot about it. A lot of these songs like, have like some like a little bit like personal message, mm-hmm. and it's all the same thing. It's all just like you betrayed me. I trusted you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you. I, I'm you, staying true. You were a sheep, and I was a wolf. And it's like talk like a normal human being for four seconds. Like normal people don't talk like that. <laughs> it's real alpha male shit. Yeah, um, but you're into this. You're you're real alpha I, male. You're a you sigma know, male. Well, look, I I'm not a sigma. I guess well, have you? Okay, so I didn't. <laughs> I just realized I, I was going through like there was like a video where it's like some it's I, I follow a lot of like leftist like YouTube channels mm-hmm. and one of them is like you know they they do a lot of like hey we'll watch this big sigma male video that a lot of people like are liking uh-huh. and I and I was like okay well I want to I know what a sigma male is in the context of people making fun of sigma males but I never knew what a sigma male was in the context of them being like oh yeah I'm a sigma male do you know what it is I, I to paraphrase I think there's like a more nonchalant alpha male it's sort of like a stoic like i it's like i go my own path yeah yeah but they're yeah. also sort of like uh it's like oh sigma males they like science and they like <laughs> they like they don't care about parties they like to think about like quantum mechanics that's uh-huh. what a sigma male likes fucking morons man and everyone's just like and it's always like it's like uh, the biggest thing is like yeah a sigma male it's a it's a rare thing and that's kind of how they appeal to guys like it's like oh yeah you're a you're a special one of a kind person, uh-huh. but you look to the comment section. There's like, oh yeah, I'm a sigma male. Uh-huh. I'm a sigma male. They're all the sort of same. It's very weird. Look, I'm a sigma male. I'm working uh, four shifts at Olive Garden this week. I'm <laughs> stacking my bread. I have that hustle mentality. That is true. That's what they call it. They, they, the grind set. Have you seen this meme that's been going around this week of the mm-hmm. guy the where it's it's one of these stupid man on the street interviews and it, this this guy is like asks this person. Um, like uh, trans, oh, transgender yes, yes, rights yes, yes. or or world peace, something like the that. The debate so, lord. Yeah, and he's like, I reject the comment. I, I reject the question. I reject your question. <laughs> you can have both. Finally, that archetype of man is having a, a renaissance. Well, that's I mean, so you know the guy that asked the question. He's one of those shitty like right wing. Like yeah, my, yeah, my yeah. pronouns are praise God and uh-huh. that kind of shit. So it's good that like these two sort of like avatars of the internet kind of met and kind of clashed. Uh-huh. But yeah, that guy rules. Uh, our, our new hero we should put him on a shirt we should that guy rules <laughs> um uh, this actual song do you have any any other thoughts about about this song you ever hold it down for the underground i don't even know what that you're means. holding it down for the underground um i was gonna come up with this like uh who are some of the best like um characters that live underground oh okay what do you got didn't really have a lot to be honest. ninja turtles there's ninja four turtles, people right there obviously yeah um uh the sewer king from hey arnold do you remember him oh he was the crazy guy yeah 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 uh, the Morlocks from X-Men. The Morlocks, of course. Leech. Leech. There you go. Leech, we come yeah. full circle. We do. Who else is in the Morlocks? Marrow. Marrow. Was Marrow in there? Pretty sure. Pretty sure Marrow is like one of the main Morlocks. Who's the main the main girl that like fight that storm fights to become the the leader? I don't of the know. Morlocks. I don't recall. Oh, well. I'm woefully unprepared to uh, 
to host the Morlocks. Your ignorance party. is showing. <laughs> um, Remember that though when Storm got the, she beat she was ahead of the Morlocks and she had the Mohawk for a while. I do. That's the best Storm. Yeah, yeah. Um, one really quick thing at the end of the of this track, there you can hear. Okay, so. Uh, in the mid to late 2000s this thing would happen mm-hmm. where if you were wearing headphones like like on your computer or something and someone was about to get a phone call it was like this clicky sound do you know oh what I'm yes, yes, about? yes yes like it's the uh the, the interference from mm-hmm. yeah you can hear that sound in like the last like four seconds of this song okay and it is the first time i've heard that sound and i assume more than 10 years it was super it? weird uh, yeah if you want to try and play it real quick just like i don't know the last 10 seconds of the song yeah Yeah, it's like feedback. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I, I, I can't even. I know I was just, I, whatever. Maybe you can't but even you, hear. You always, it that well. you always know. Like, yeah, yeah, you're always like you're listening to music and all of a sudden, oh, I'm about to get a phone call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just only '90s babies know. <laughs> only, only '90s babies drink drink hose water. No one else <laughs> I, ever has. I did drink a lot of hose water as a kid. <laughs> Ooh, I can go for a tall glass Bro, of hose water right I now. I mean, there's nothing better. Let's pause the podcast. Let's go outside and just drink. Ooh, let's like find some big gulps on the street. Ugh. But we'll clean them <laughs> out with the piss. We'll clean them out with the hose water first, and then we'll drink hose water out of the big gulps. I do. You, I just there's nothing better than being a kid in 1999, <laughs> and it's just like you've been outside all day, and it's like 110 degrees, mm-hmm. and you just find somebody's faucet that from the outside hoses, and just start drinking. Like you're just drinking like a, a full like liter of water <laughs> in one sitting. It's fucking great. Take me back. Ugh. That's what they took from us. We used to be a country, <laughs> a proper country. And that's what this whole record is about. Drinking, drinking hose water. <laughs> All right. So let's Next go song. number 10. You already know what you are by the band A Day to Remember. And this is Dorchy Pod presents The Road to When We Were Young. Oh, yeah. I mean, what what did we have just there? Like a kind of catchy little melody, right? And then it goes into like the same breakdown we've heard a million times. Yeah. It's like it's, it makes it really hard to talk about this record because it's like it just I'm I'm tired of hearing that. You know what band does this better? Hmm. And you probably disagree with me, but uh, Boys Night Out. Uh, I don't really know if I disagree or not. I've never been a big Boys Night Out person, but I've yeah. never been a big A Day to Remember person either. So you know what? I reject your question. <laughs> um, you have to choose one. I reject the question. Uh, I'll have to, you know what? I'll do the, I'll do the research. I'll let you know which one I think is. Better. I think if you, yeah, like you should listen to train, uh, the album train, train, Rick. the band train. Ooh, yeah. Drops. Hey, soul sister. <laughs> that band fucking sucks. <laughs> um, uh, you should listen to this album. It's called a uh, train wreck by boys night out. It's okay. sort of like a concept album, but they do definitely do like this hardcore chugga chugga mm-hmm. stuff, but they kind of mix it up with like weird kind of like indie atmospheric, like, themed things okay um and i think that it, it's a really good way to break up an album without just being the same song over and over again okay yeah a, a boys on out is another band i have like a weird blind spot for so which was it's and it is it was when we were listening to music a lot like yeah. it was not one of those albums that we kind of missed by a couple years like it was still like in the thick of it when yeah. we were into that music just, uh into the thick of it bno um okay this song is about uh 
some people in in there's a I have a massive quote. I'm gonna try and paraphrase it. Okay. When they kind of had their mission statement where they want to be a metalcore band that has like pop punk uh, like thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, people would tell us we can't do that. People will tell us to stop. We're wasting our time. It's not going to work again. Things that things that they made up in their own head. Yeah, no one told them that they shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like people were just like, at worst, people were probably just like, huh, that's an interesting idea. How are you going to do that? Yeah, no one was like, don't do that. Um, so I went kind of down a little bit of a deep dive. I'll try to make this quick about sure. like a brief history of punk bands or hardcore bands or metalcore bands who incorporate like more pop punk stylistically. Okay. Now, before we get into this, obviously I know people say the Ramones are a pop punk band. No. They're not. Um, I do know that in the early eighties, Husker Du is, was, was a punk band that was incorporating a lot of like m- melodic things. They weren't a pop punk band. Yeah. So just before, like just to f- get through the obligatory, we're not talking about that. That's Even crazy that you would say Husker Du is a pop punk band. People think that man, That's... It's, a, it's they're idiots. Even more, and then even 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 more recently, like Green Day. Green Day is not a pop punk band. Green like those first Green Day records are just punk records. They're slightly more melodic than yeah. some of the other stuff coming out at the time. Okay. But they're not like a pop punk band. Okay. So in spirit of what we're talking about, like a punk band with like pop punk melodies, like kind of that feel like inserted into the music. The first one I kind of came up with was H two O. Even that's a bit of a stretch. H two O is I would just say a hardcore band that was like. Um, very aware of the vocals. And so the vocal like the 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 vocals in those H2O records are recorded very clean. Yeah. And he doesn't have like a tough guy ish voice. They're not pop punk, but this is just my starting point. Okay. I actually kind of in what I came up with was Jersey's best answers from Lifetime. I yeah. I kind of think that like and uh, listeners of this podcast, correct me if you can think of a chronological. What year is Jersey's best answers? It's 97. Yeah, okay. And it's like again, I, I I'm willing to have the conver- like the difference between a pop punk band with like, uh, like, like hardcore parts, right? Or like, to me, Lifetime was a punk band that really kind of adopted like pop punk sensibility or mm-hmm. whatever. And obviously, from that, you get like Saves the Day. Um, a band yeah. called Fast Break uh, is a band from the uh, early '90s that was kind of like a youth crew band that uh, kind of adopted a, a more pop punk sound, but still had like the youth crew influence. Um, mm-hmm. They're a really interesting band if you like that kind of stuff. The whole reason I bring this up saves the day, obviously. Of course. Um, and I was like, well, there must have been like a more metalcore band that had like pop punk influence. And there really isn't. Like, like it, at least from like what I can see and yeah. from in my knowledge, like, uh, a, a, again, like, you know, Lifetime was like kind of like a melodic it. punk band. Yeah. They're like hardcore influence, but they were never like a metalcore band. For what it's worth, I can't really find a band that like did this before or day to remember. I gotta say, I think That's, they deserve a little you bit. Think of cre- so? I think they deserve a little bit of credit on this. Now, what are they? What are we really talking? We can't about? say that though because we're talking about set your goals in the same breath though. But set your goals is more like a hardcore pop punk band, I, and I know this is. That's a, what you just said though. Or excuse me, like a metalcore, like like I mean. So I mean, you're saying that they should get differentiated because they're a metalcore pop punk band. Small victories, man. I'm just saying, like yeah. I don't like as far as like metalcore and pop punk. Right. I can't really, I can't really uh, come up with a band. They're like, definitely harder than Set Your Goals is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You can you Set Your Goals doesn't have the same kind of like metal guitar-y like breakdown stuff. It's more like punk hardcore. Like, right, right, right. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe no one gives a fuck. There's about something this, to be but, said, I guess. Yeah. There's yeah. yeah. But I, I thought it was kind of interesting. So this is just me giving a day to remember their roses. Um, Credit where it's due. 
And then kind of immediately after that, some of the other bands started popping up, like a band I've brought up on this podcast before, Chunk, no Captain Chunk, a truly awful band. (laughs) Chunk, I was just like, I was there, I was reading an article about Chunk, Mm. no no Captain Chunk because Mm. of uh, ADTR, Mm -hmm. because they were definitely lumped together. Yeah, I know you have to hurry up and leave after we're done recording, but I want to make you, I want to make you watch that, that, that Captain Chunk music video and just be like, dude, who fucking thought this was a good idea? No. I'm kicking you out as soon as we're done recording. Eric, what do you what do you think about this song? Uh, you already know who you are. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a good it's a blammer for me. I'm just gonna say that I don't I don't want to give away you know the goose, but uh, <laughs> this was one of my this was a standout song for uh-huh. me, um, which is kind of odd because it is sort of the at the end where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I've heard so many like you know so much of this already, mm-hmm. but this was one of the standout songs for me. Uh yeah, and you also liked it because it was the shortest song on the record. Yes, this well, that's is, this <laughs> is like the purest. I feel like well, like I was saying, like you want to have a pure sort of hardcore song where it's like a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. This is where I was like, yes, this is how you need to do it. Like this is how if you're gonna do songs like this, they need to be like 127, or they're like full on sort of like emo core songs. Yeah, you know. Oh, this song is 129. Skip. Not, not, not on Spotify, buddy. It's 127. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm oh, making, I see. I'm making a heat. Oh, it was clearly, were, clearly very funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was so easy to tell that was a joke. Uh, do you have anything else for you already know who you are? Um, and Know what you are? In an effort to um, expedite the length of this podcast, I'm going to cut my big thing about the grammar of um, you already know what you are. Um, so that'll be just yeah, like a bonus the, episode. No, we're not gonna, I, I want to hear the grammar. It'll, you know what? I'll tell you what. We'll record it next week, and I will we'll release it as a bonus episode. Me talking about grammar. Oh, songs. I would love that. Honestly, I talked about a, a grammar podcast last week. <laughs> I, I would listen to it. Um, my last thing. You will never bring me to my knees. I said, clinch fists held above. You will never bring me to my knees, buddy. Fucking relax. You're, it's, it's not, not that, that serious. serious. Yeah. <laughs> This is you're telling me this song is about telling your people around you telling you that you shouldn't combine pop punk and metalcore. It's no clench fists, bringing me to my knees. Relax, dude. It's it's I don't know. Maybe you need better friends. It's gonna be okay if the people you're hanging out with are making you this upset. It's on you. You 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 need you have to fix fix yourself a little bit. You need to look inward. Yes. Um. You want to do the next song? This is a song called. Another song about the weekend. Uh, this is by A Day to Remember. I haven't changed. I'm the same. <laughs> I'm still here. So my 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 ratings and my rankings, I should say, are going to be all over the place because it's like I feel like there's two tiers to this album. Mm-hmm. It's it's like really good songs, and then everything else, <laughs> which is not bad. Like every song is like a it's like a high mid. It's like a mid a, above mid. Yeah, uh, but they're all the same. Um, and another song about the weekend is obviously it's a it's the tour song. Mm-hmm. It's a song about being on the road. Yeah, writing songs from the road. Which we've all heard, you know, a million other bands do, especially in this sort of genre. Um, that being said, like I don't hate this song, but it didn't rank high for me because 
they're all kind of lumped together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely. I don't know. That's it, my that's my thought on this. It, you 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 said it before. This song is about being on tour. It's actually not a song about the weekend. I guess it's a song about other bands writing songs about the weekend or hearing songs about the weekend because you're on tour, tour yeah. so often. It's a little confusing. Um, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, now that you mention it, it's uh-huh. like, yeah, that does make sense that that you would run into that a lot. Yeah. Um, Abel Mackinnon Testfay, uh, also known as The Weeknd, was born February 16th, 1990. Uh, he's a Canadian singer, songwriter, and record producer. Uh, in 2023, he co-created and starred in the drama series The Idol. Oh, boy. Which was critically panned, but albeit found modest commercial success in the music. A fucking curb stop. Fucking, fucking curb stop. I've never watched this idol show, but it sounds like the worst fucking show I could ever imagine. I, yeah, I've heard reviews of it, like a podcast that does like mm-hmm. a, an episode by episode, and they're like, this is insane. I, I wonder, I also listen to a podcast, and they're just like, this show is fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. let them make this? Do you know that, like, I'm, and I haven't watched it, I'm just kind of going off memory. The very first scene is the idol herself a picture gets leaked of her after giving a blowjob and she has a bunch of man mayonnaise all over her face <laughs> no and it like oh the, he's like make that your album cover right yeah, yeah something yeah, like that yeah. and like it's the first couple episodes are the fallout of like oh my god everyone on twitter this has been reposted a billion times and yeah then how to market it and um make it like profitable like in theory like it's almost a clever idea but right. then apparently when you watch it it's just horrible and stupid so apparently well apparently like this the guy that like made this like it wasn't originally supposed to be this sort of weird like fetish project it was Uh supposed to be like an actual like drama about a woman who's like dealing with abuse from her you know her upbringing and yeah but they're like no no no, we gotta make it about sex (laughs) and the the weekend's gonna be like a sex cult leader Uh so it's it's like it's so close to being like a thoughtful like project about like uh our our relationship with like celebrities and social media and deep fakes and all this other stuff and then they just like nope we're just gonna make this stupid what (laughs) yeah make do it again but which make i could see that popping off like, yeah. in this kind of this age but uh-huh. yeah it just did not happen yeah. but apparently the weekend also he when he started getting off like his um his first three like mixtapes they're just called three now i think mm. uh he was originally like the weekend was two people it mm. was the, the mac you know the weekend who we know today uh-huh. and his producer who kind of like came up with the concept of like this is like dark alternative r&b yeah and then they split and then the weekend kind of popped off and it was like, Oh yeah, no, all of this stuff from before, that's just me. Like mm. I, and so like, you know, so the weekend's kind of a jerk. He's like a big Jack off. Like he totally like <laughs> fucked over this guy that kind of like, which is why he sounds so different now that he kind of went mainstream. Like if you go back to those original three, like releases, yeah. it's way different. I vaguely remember him being a little bit more like soulful. And yeah. Now it's kind of like electronic-y, like kind of very wrong about now. that. No, it's very poppy now, but like before it was like very like dark R and B. And that was just sort of all that original guy that he kind of like fucked over. You love the weekend. I liked the weekend back when he was doing those. Those uh, I was, you know, it's me. You know, there was there were certain boys in the group that liked, kind of gravitated towards that. It was like me and John and <laughs> Matt, and you know, like we kind of we liked that music. The three horsemen of horniness. <laughs> Truly. Um, do you remember a couple years ago when the weekend played the Super Bowl? Yes. And I don't know, maybe you weren't commuting to the same internet spaces that I was, but there was a lot of like boomer, like who's the weekend? I've never heard of this guy before. Yeah. And it was like he's the biggest musician in the world right now. <laughs> like, yeah. He's a massive, and it was a very strange. Not like, to dis- me. He was a. It was a strange disconnect where I was like. Oh, huh, we're at a point right now where the guy who's playing the Super Bowl is like the is massive, 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 mm-hmm. massive. And a, but and the, there but there's also a massive group of people who have never heard of him. I'm True. Like, interesting also, relationship with the weekend. Uh, 
his most famous video, the light, the one with the, the lights, mm-hmm. that's a Las Vegas video. Oh, yeah. That's, he was, he filmed it at the Plaza Hotel and Casino here in is Las Vegas. Is that the one where his face is all swollen? Is his face? No, no, no. That's the one where he's like looking and he's like wandering through that, like that maze. Oh, yeah. And he's like looking up at those like lights and his, mm-hmm. uh, the reflection of his glasses. That's at the Plaza. I've seen that meme before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also was looking at the best songs about like the, the weekend, the actual days. Okay. Um, there's not a lot of great ones. It's just everyone's working. For, everybody's working for the weekend. Easy like Sunday morning. Saturday by Fallout Boy. <laughs> so I every day is like Sunday by Morrissey. So when you get into no bullshit, there's a million songs that are just about like one of the days of one of the weekend yeah. days. But in spirit, I was trying to find songs that were like the two days that were like in this the weekend. Okay, the, those the actual days, like the kind of like the right. So like yeah, you're you know um, Sunday morning by No Doubt, My Hero, Gwen Stefani. There's a million songs about either Saturday or Sunday, but in the spirit right. of the weekend, there were not a lot of great ones. Yeah, you're right. It's just everybody's working for the weekend. Yes. Yeah. Um, any other analysis on this song? No, I think that we covered everything about this song. We've gone very in-depth. Let's go the final track. Uh, it's a track called If It Means a Lot to You. And this album means a lot to me. A lot. Curious. Oh, what are these sounds? <laughs> oh. Truly turns, it just flips you on your head. <laughs> I'm really curious as to what you think about this song. I was waiting for this song to have a breakdown in it, like an acoustic <laughs> breakdown. Um, look, I did not rank this very high because it kind of deviates from the the, the thesis statement of the album. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a song featuring Sierra Custerbeck, also just known as Sierra. Uh, she was from the band. I remember, it was like Astra, I think. The band C- was called? Sierra. Russell yeah, Wilson's Sierra, wife. of course. Of Yes. My goodies. Sierra. Uh, <laughs> that would be a lot better song well. if it was Sierra. <laughs> Um, what are you talking about? What the Sierra Custer fuck was in the band called The Goodies? Uh, no, it was a band called I think it's like Astra. Uh, <laughs> How's this A S S T R A? Um, I've never I've never heard of this woman before. I've never heard of Astra. Oh, yeah, if that's the name of her band, she needs to. She should have seriously reconsidered uh, it. Sierra K Custerbeck is uh, from the the band Versa. Oh, Versa Emerge Nissan Versa. Yeah, you, you know 2009 Nissan Versa. Uh, she is a former singer and model from uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, you may know her from her her ad campaign for Payless Shoes. She was a, uh, the face of Payless for a, a while. Like, oh, you know. the face! I everyone knows the face of Payless. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so yeah, you said that she's a former singer. Uh, well, I mean, she's still a singer, I guess. Oh, she's I was going to say, I'm glad that she gave up on her dream. She wasn't active, very good at it. <laughs> 2007 to present. Fueled by Ramen Records. Mmm, give me that ramen, baby. Uh, if we can come full circle on this record. Please, and I, I'd I, love to. So look, you've been you've been sitting here. And thank you so much to our guests and our fans and uh, for listening to Eric and I complain about how all these songs sound the same. And so finally... 12 tracks in, we get to a song that sounds different. It's the worst song on the record. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it, uh, it just, it's, it's, it, it sounds like the aforementioned train. 
it sounds like fucking Hey There Delilah. It's this weird mm. fucking spineless kind of vanilla music. And I don't want I don't want to say spineless. I'm sure this meant a lot to him. It it sounds like it sounds like from what I can gather about the song, he was dating a girl mm-hmm. and because he was on the tour on tour so much, they couldn't make it work because right. they were never around each other. It's a real thing. It, it sounds like a really thing. But he's too busy getting road strange. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you, this song like lacks Do you know like you personality. Know, yeah, like you know how like mom jeans mom jeans will sometimes do acoustic songs with like you know female vocalists. Oh yeah, that's how you that that's that's like this, but like way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not really kind of executed well. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just it wasn't feeling it. Like, and it's it's nice that it was like they kind of give us a song. Like, if they had given us another fucking song heavy on breakdowns, like mm-hmm. it would have sucked. But um, you know, it's like it's it's just not hitting. Yeah, and we we didn't really get to the end of the song. It does, it does pick, pick up, up a little up. Yeah, and there's I'll, I'll some, some a little bit more like gu- guitar in- instrumentation and and stuff like that. But yeah, we'll play a little bit of that right now. Then day late in a buck short, bud. The song after song sucks. Yeah. It's about being friends. You want to be friends? I hate that fucking SpongeBob ass lyrics. It just doesn't work, and it's uh, SpongeBob it, lyrics are good. Like "Sweet Victory," that song kicks ass. N- you know, like the Spon- la, la la la. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, that's my SpongeBob impersonation. Uh huh. I thought he was in the room. Yeah. Uh yeah. Look, I don't know. There's something else. We don't need to keep piling on it. It's just like it's a it's a cringy sweet song with bad la la's, and look, it's a song that a twenty a twenty one something would write about breaking up with a girl. Hey, look. Let me check myself. I said earlier in this episode, I need to be kinder to the young people writing this writing these songs yeah uh not this time i'm just gonna say this song sucks yeah uh here let's 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 take a break we'll go into our rankings um i know we're kind of chomping at the bit here i think we need to have we need to have like a a palate cleanser Mm -hmm. uh so we'll do that and we will be right back we'll do our rankings and then we'll close out how's that sound that sounds like a dream sounds like a dream we'll wake up buddy it's happening (laughs) And we'll be right back. And we're back. This is Stork Tree Pod Presents The Road to When We Were Young, and this is Every Day is Like Sunday by Stephen Patrick Morrissey. I, I wish in, instead of a seaside town, it was a seasick town. Seasig Town? Yeah. Seasig. Mm. Yeah. Yum, yum. <laughs> yum, yum. Yum, 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 yum. You're listening to the Filipino Hillary Clinton podcast. Jesus Christ. Um, we actually have Filipino Hillary Clinton in the studio. Do you, Hillary, Filipino Hillary Clinton, do you want to say anything? Oh, uh, yes. I, I I want the war. I want <laughs> I want to have war. I want to have uh, drone strikes. I want to kill people. <laughs> hey, Pokemon go to the polls. Oh, God. Oh, wait, we did it. We did it. <laughs> Uh, um, listen, the, that's very insensitive towards women and Filipino women, Pinais, as I call them. Um, this is the show. We're going to do our rankings for 2009's Homesick by A Day to Remember. Mick, are you ready? Panai for Panai makes the whole world Shut blind. the fuck up. Wow. That was really interesting, though. I like that. Panai for Panai. Makes the whole world that's blind. That's probably the most clever thing you've said on the podcast. <laughs> Oh, that's not good. <laughs> no, it is good. I liked it. Um, 
Oh my god! I Please don't touch the microphone. <laughs> you gave me a, a sincere compliment, and I just started freaking out. Penai for penai. I like that a lot. I'm gonna say that to my mom. <laughs> and she'll go, what? <laughs> What's up, podcast? I just go a knock, please. <laughs> uh, okay, what are we doing? Let's, all right, so we, we're doing our rankings, listeners. As you know, we do our rankings. I've got my drink right here, and it's filled to the brim with Cronenberg Blanc, sixteen sixty four. My wife's favorite beer. It's, it's overflowing. It, my cup spilleth over. <laughs> uh, and what Mick and I are going to do? We're going to rank our songs from worst to best. Whenever we get one on the same number, we will take a little drinky drink. Clink. And then we'll give our rating and our final thoughts on this album. Hell yeah. All right, Mick, what's your number 12? Number 12, if it means a lot to you. So close. Mine was another song about the weekend. Mm, interesting. Number 11, Welcome to the Family. Number 11, if it means a lot to you. Number 10, You Already Know Who You Are. Number 10, Homesick. Number 9, Mr. Highway. Number 9, Have Faith in Me. Number eight, My Life for Hire. Number eight, My Life for Hire. Feels like we're not on the same. Kind uh, of, I mean, I'm surprised we got this one. Uh, number seven, have faith in me. Number seven, I'm made of wax, Larry. What are you made of? Number six, another song about the weekend. Number six, welcome to the family. Number five, downfall of us all. Number five, downfall of us all. Look at me. I look like a fucking idiot now for saying that. Yeah, you're so dumb. Number four, another song for the underground. Number four, Mr. Highway. Number three, homesick. Number three, hold it down for the underground. (laughs) Uh, number two, I'm made of wax, Larry. Oh, that's a good one. Number th- number two. I don't know why I ranked it number seven. <laughs> number two, New Jersey Legion Ice Tea. Oh, no. My number one is New Jersey Legion Ice Tea. My number one, you already know what you are. We had two. That's more than some song. More Hell, than, yeah. That's more than some. Yeah. Hey, how much is a few? Three. And, and that's all? I don't think. I think it's it, it's probably a range. I always go, obviously, a couple is two. And then a few is like three to five. Okay, here's my question. I'll, okay. I'll try to make this quick because I know you have to leave. Yeah, please. You are throwing a party. Yes. And you expect 100 people to show up. Okay. And only seven people show up. I'm very depressed. What, is Are you not incorrect in saying a few people showed up? Hmm. And, yeah, and by I that, th- doesn't it like break the rule that a few is three? I just kind of reject the idea that like a few is three and that's all it can be. I, I'm not saying that though. I'm saying it, I, it's a range. So I think okay. that a few begins at three. Some people think that a few, a few is just three and that anything else is oh, like... Oh, really? Yeah. Is it, okay. I, I don't think that it's three. I think that it, it maybe it works like language is always evolving. Uh, words can mean different things. I think that depending on the context of the situation, a few could mean ten. A few good men. A few good I men. Mean, how, many, how, many, how many good men were there in that movie? There was one. <laughs> so a few is one. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. You've been listening to Dork Tree Pod presents Road to When We Were Young. Well, do you want to give final thoughts on this album and maybe rank <laughs> rank it? And then, oh yeah, I forgot yeah, that's about what that. we do. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, this record is not bad. This it's record- not. <laughs> do you do you want to go? No. Should we do our I'm analysis? Sorry. Of- <laughs> Let's go on. I'm not mad. I'm really not. I just I just like that you're just. <laughs> oh fuck me! I guess no. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. It might sound like we had a lot of bad things to say about this record. Um, I do think the songs are catchy. I do think the songs are good. Um, the record is like mushy is how it felt when I was done listening. I was like, this all kind of felt like it was just, it, like I said, the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And it gave the record really mushy, just kind of like there were no peaks or valleys. Yeah. Um, you're just kind of like floating around on this like lazy river of of mashed potatoes. Yeah. I Yeah, I can see that. Very corny. 
Yeah, of course. Um, again, needlessly like aggressive and serious, like just relax, take a deep breath, guy. Jeremy, fucking, you don't. Not everything has to be like you on your hands and knees. Right, chill, dude. But I'm not really like uh, I would say the lyrically is probably the the weakest part of the record for for me at least. I just mm-hmm. I like I I did not take in the lyrics at all when we t- when we when we were listening to this. Yeah. Um. It has to be said. If I had listened to this when I was younger, I'd probably be pretty nostalgic about it, and I bet this would be really fun to see live if I liked the songs more. Yeah. I landed on a five point seven. I almost feel like I can go a little higher. I feel mm-hmm. like it's either like a like a high five or a low six. Okay. Um, and I think for a record that I didn't like the lyrics at all, and I think the whole record sounds the same, I think that's pretty good. In that six range, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, I think that's fair too. That's my analysis. What do you got there, T-Dog? I think that you you kind of hit it on the head, but obviously, like, yeah, we, we have said a few things about this album. I think that realistically we've said one thing about this album. <laughs> uh, that it's good. But it's very much a lot of the same good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you mushy is actually like when you were saying it, I was like, yeah, that's absolutely how it feels. Because I was like, I was trying to find a like a song. Like when I was going through my rankings, I was like, what's my favorite song? Mm-hmm. And f- until I kind of like buttoned it down, like I was like, I don't know what my favorite song is because they all kind of sound the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. They're not bad. There's just so many of the same song. Uh-huh. Um. Lyrically, I think you kind of have more umbrage with it than I do. Um, I, I, I think the lyrics are fine. I think that the production is good. Like they're, they're, they're the drummer is a very good drummer. Um, he's very technical. Uh, the double kick drum, you love that. Uh, but like, I don't know. It's like there's. I can see how this song or this album got lost with reviewers. Like people were just like. I can see why why I got bad reviews. Yes. Whether or not I agree with that is a different thing. Like I don't agree with the bad reviews. I can see, but I can see like why you did it. Yes. Um that being said, I think I gave it a 6.8. I gave it a little bit higher. Wow. 6.8 um, is bad. It's not bad. I but like yeah, it's like, well, I you you know what? This song would be like a like an 8, a high 8 if it was like a five song EP. You just take your five best songs, put it on EP, point. and it's like, point. "Oh, this fucking rips." It's a good point. Right? Instant classic for me if it would just been a little bit shorter. Yeah. Cut like the a, fat, baby. Like, a, yeah. If it's a five song, like, you know, promo disc, like, holy shit. Like, this thing, this thing kicks ass. Yeah. But you don't. You, you give us 12 songs, <laughs> which is way more. Like, that's how many songs was on, uh, was on take, Commit This to Memory? It's like a 10 song, I think. Like, uh, I want to say 14. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> well, that's, well, that just goes to show that Commit This to Memory is a really good album. It's either 12 or 14. I'm pretty sure. Either way, I I mean like twelve songs is way too many for this mm-hmm. this sort of out what you're giving me this meal that you're making for me it's too much. Uh, you are you are correct. I should the I should point out the the drums are are pretty good on this. Yeah. Um. I mean, you have to be right if your yeah. whole thing's breakdowns. You got to be fucking good at the drums. Yeah. I think maybe I'm a little un, like maybe I'm a little unfair about the lyrics because I feel like I spent so much of my life listening to hardcore lyrics that right. were exactly like this, and I'm just burnt out. I can't listen I to any more. You betrayed me. So, um. Yeah. 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 I can see why. Hey, if you're a fan who's like, I love A Day to Remember, I can see why. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Make, are we going to go make time to go see them at When We Were Young 2024? Depends. I would say, honestly, if there's not if there's not another band that I want to see more, mm-hmm. I'd see this. <laughs> 
if, yeah. if they're playing the same time as Millionaires, I can't guarantee that. Because we're going to go see Millionaires. I'm going to see Millionaires over a day to remember. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, but yeah, it's, it, 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 I think that's a there, there have to be different uh, answers to that question. It's like, it's not going. It's probably not going to be high priority viewing for us. But if it it works into our schedule, then yes. Yeah, I'm telling you, we're going to go see millionaires. Yeah, we're going to have a fucking blast. You don't have to tell me. I'm agreeing with you. Good. Also, is that fucking airplane flying by or whatever the fuck that is? Are, we, are, we, are they going to go see millionaires with us too? It's a, I think it's a street sweeper. Clean, it's a <laughs> a street sweeper. Get out. Um. Okay. Yeah. I think that's uh, fair. Oh, you know what? I have one last thing. Yeah. Um. You are 100 percent correct. Uh, about y- y- trying to find a favorite song on this. Uh, it's impossible. Yeah, they're all kind of... I don't feel very incredibly strongly about my, like, 10 through 1. Yeah, it's because they're all the same. They're all yeah. pretty good. They're all a pretty good song, but you're just giving us 12 pretty good the same song. Yeah. I'll say even in that fucking horrible Red Jumpsuit Apparatus album we listened to... Yeah, there even, were standouts. Even then, I was like, the, the A Trophy song, I was like, yeah, this is like a considerably better than the rest. Yeah. Now, in fairness, that that song is probably worse than, than any song on this album. <laughs> yeah, but um, it just it just the reality of the situation. It's like it makes it hard to pick a favorite when it all kind of sounds this the same. That's yeah. There were I was looking forward to. I was like, there's no song where I'm like, ooh, like nothing really mm-hmm. besides the the pop punk song. I think it was um, let me see. It was the what was the pop punk song? Is it hold uh, it, it down? Or no, it's homesick. Yes, homesick. There's I was like. Too, but- I was like, it perks your ears up, and uh-huh. no other song, no other song does that. Yeah, it's interesting as we kind of go down this path of like talking about music and 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 uh, analyzing these these mm-hmm. records. It's something I'm like really kind of stumble stumbling upon as we're talking about it. It's like it's almost better to have a couple bad songs and a couple really good songs than it is to have a whole record where it's just kind of forgettable. Yeah, I mean maybe like yeah, that's the whole the whole art of making an album it's like you gotta have you gotta have some songs that you know aren't good mm. you gotta throw them in there we'll be there one day hey wouldn't be you couldn't appreciate the sunny days without the rain it's true a point of reference and we are recording a record It'll, uh we just got signed to island def jam we got signed to yeah we got signed to asian man records <laughs> all right i think that's it for the podcast all right well listeners if you've got anything for us you can reach us at dorktreepod at gmail.com if you'd like to follow us on instagram we are at dorktreepod if you'd like to follow us on x the app formerly known as twitter we're at grand theft Podum. and with that mick do you want to just take us the fuck out of here bro? <laughs> i want to go eat some fucking tamales <laughs> um eric has to leave eric's very stressed about not making uh, on time to his thing his christmas party he has to go to tonight so i'm not gonna do a long long-winded outro like i normally do um yes please thank you thank you for listening to the podcast we'll see you next time <laughs>